Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to another delicious three hours of pandemonium radio. Tune in, guys and girls. Oh, you niggas heard all that coughing? <clears throat> Getting it out the way. Yeah, yeah. We are back in the house with Bubbly Liar, ready to do a show tonight. <laughs> Getting it together. All right. <clears throat> Settle in. Fly ankles in the building. I see your fly ankles. Just don't let them turn to cankles. Peace, beloved soul tips. What's going on? Another Tuesday on Pandemonium Radio, 9 p.m. every week. We're going to be here and doing exactly what we do. You feel me? You feel me? 724-444-7444. And the caller ID is 140203. And that's how you get to the show, 140203. We're doing it again. <clears throat> Yet again, niggas. we got a special guest tonight, finally, in the building, Fly Kankles. Our girl, <clears throat> Courtney's in the building, doing our show tonight. I see her in the building. She got her call ID correct. Always on point, this Courtney is here. Always on point. She's going to talk a little bit tonight about kundalini yoga, some of the uh, the science on it, the origins, purpose, some of the mythology. She's going to uh, pretty much give us the business. As the room piles up, it's going to be one of those nights, one of those nights you feel like getting down, down. Yeah, Brother Elias in the building. We're going to have D. Saxy and P. Nicole. <clears throat> I want to shout out to F. Webb, Francis. She's got a lecture coming up with Brother Aline coming up soon. She can give me the fly in the details, and we're going to put that on blast out in Texas. That's the sister that had me out in Texas. Drunk Sis, what's up? DJ Full Moon, what's up? I see Brother Phil in the building. Botanica Escape. Botanical Escape is in the building. So everybody's chilling, doing what we're doing. We're getting ready for tonight's show. Shout out to Sia Grant in the building, as always. If not yet, you sure the Dark Yogi will show up. As always, <clears throat> so we just shouting out the Pandemonium family. The Fairy Lioness is in the building. We're going to see my brother Dame is in the building. We're going to see what's popping over at Occult Terrick Tees tonight. 
Uh, tonight, we're going to see what's popping over there. Uh, tonight, that's right. Getting on, we done got our business in early, made this chicken, you know what I'm saying? This shit came out like, you. About, I'm about to watch Elias' face as he goes through this. That's going to let him know he got all the fixings. A dabble of hot sauce and a garlic bread on the side. <clears throat> That's how we doing it, player. Yeah, he's shaking his head yes as he beats that chicken up. Uh, somebody said he wants an audio book of my book. You want that, Phil? So I have to read it to yourself, nigga. Read it to yourself. Because I'm going to talk like this all the way through the book. See, I would do the book. I would do a whole audio book. <clears throat> I would do my book as an audio book and talk like Dracula. The Kundalini rises in the night. <laughs> you have to say hotep for your Kundalini to rise in the night. Damn, Elias not even playing. This nigga just tuned the fuck out on that look. On that look. <laughs> it's not even looking. Yeah, that shit's crazy, isn't it? I can't stop making fried chicken. <clears throat> We're going to make a kundalini energy rise tonight as I look into your eyes. He's a vampire in Queensbridge. All right. <clears throat> Let's see if my girl Visa's in the building. I'm waiting for these lazy niggas to get on so everybody can talk about what they're talking about. First thing we got to talk about is <clears throat> we're going to have a... Uh, a lecture coming up in uh, Florida. Florida. It's in Bartow, Florida. And the good news is that Bartow can get be easily reached by a lot of locations in Florida. So if you're a Floridian, now's the time. Now is the time. Seize the time, seize the opportunity to come and check out this show. You know what I'm saying? This lecture is going to be on the power of myth, and I'm going to pull up the flyer now so I can read you all the details. You can go to the Pandemonium group on Facebook to check out the flyer, all the details, how to get <coughs> to the webinar. And stuff like that. You can also, uh, you know, contact uh, Visa for that webinar. She's going to let you know. The lectures, $25 to get in. The webinar, just $25. That's a good deal because I'm going to rock that ass for hours. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to drop on the power of myth. <clears throat> so, a culture, a culturally speaking, that's cool. Like culturally speaking, but a culturally speaking, they're so. She, Visa's so witty. <clears throat> the way she did that, a culturally speaking, that's her. That's her joint. She also has a group, so to uh, to keep in touch with all the lectures because this is how we're gonna do it. Instead of waiting for somebody to call me to say a city, we're gonna just take cities. We're going to take cities. You understand what I'm saying? So if I decide to say, fuck it, let's go to Chicago, what's going to happen is, culturally speaking, my girl Visa is going to set up shop, just like we did it in uh, New Orleans with the Oracle. 
No one, pretty much no one was from New Orleans, but they got the spot, set it up, and we rocked it out there. So why stop there? We're going to do the same thing. Uh, Any city we delight. What we're looking at now, next, is Philly, perhaps. And I like Philly because it's a central location. From Philly, New York could get there. Jersey could get there. Connecticut could get there. If you're real adventurous, Rhode Island could technically get there. You know what I'm saying? So we're looking at Philly next. So we're going to take our cities, go where we go, and we hope to get enough interest in people who come on the show to be able to do these live lectures with us. So we're trying to build this up, you understand? And we're going to do this through Visa's company, culturally speaking, starting off in Florida. I know Visa personally, and she knows Khadijah. I know her husband. He knows Khadijah. We know each other's families well. So I know she's good. I trust in her to take care of business like I would, like I would be taking care of it myself. So uh, culturally speaking, keep that in mind because you're going to hear a lot from that. <clears throat> and like I said, on uh, the 12th of November, the 12th of November, we're going to start off in Florida. We're going to start off at a Masonic Lodge. So I'm going to go and shit all over the Illuminati. It's going to be at 320 South Florida Avenue, Bartow, Florida, 33830, November 12th. That's at the Masonic Lodge, 320 South Florida Ave, Bartow, Florida, 33830. <clears throat> November 12, 2016. And Kamani, you look at the chicken. This nigga is looking at the chicken like he knew him from a past life. <laughs> this nigga is wearing that fucking leg out, nigga. That chicken is crippled right now. <clears throat> you can contact Visa. A culturally speaking, at phone number 863-354-1165. That's 863-354-1165. Or you can email her at vcweesey uh, at gmail.com. V-I-S-E-W-E-S-I at gmail.com. So the lecture is twenty five to get in. Webinar is twenty five dollars. You contact her eight six three three five four one one six five or email v i s e w e s i at gmail for the webinar. So if you can't make it to Florida, you too far out. You always can join us live through the webinar. There will eventually be DVDs. So this is on November 12th, 7 p.m. until 11, or really until they kick us out. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I think my brother Elias is going to be in the building. I think he's going to come down. So for all you ladies, he, he, he says he's going to wear his extra sexy shirt with the Zarabanda on it. And you know what I'm saying? So y'all need to brace yourselves. That's what he says. Y'all better brace yourselves. <clears throat> He's coming. He's coming to do some hotep damage. Hotep. Let me, let me see if Visa ever even got in here. 
so she could tell y'all what's popping. There you go. Thanks, Bradford42, for putting the uh, address up. But I want to see you niggas there. You know what I'm saying? My man Tails there. Next week, I'm going to try to have my man Imp, the author, on. He should be ready. You know what I'm saying? What up, Tiff? Tiff775 from Detroit. What's going on, sister? She got a little creams and stuff. She's been on the show. There's my man Dane's in the building. Let me see if Visa got here yet. Not yet. <clears throat> She's probably at uh, the same town hall meeting that P. Nicole is. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's see what's up with Dane. Let's check in with this nigga. Check in with Elia. And then my girl, she's in the building. She's waiting to come on tonight. We're going to have a little conversation with her. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> First, let me tell the liar something so y'all niggas really understand how real this thing is. And I wanted him to finish his chicken. See, when you know how you judge spirituality, you judge it by what they call end-time events, by synchronicity and symbology. That's it. That's all it is. So when you release a book on how not to have no job and Tommy from Martin dies, mm. you know what it is. Yeah, We're trying to tell you this shit ain't a game here. See, that's the motto. We have a symbol that's telling you about end-time spiritual events about this book here, Let God Out. See, y'all think we fucking around. Right, but Tommy ain't have no job. But see, Tommy was always dipped. You understand? Tommy was always dressed to the gi- to the gills. He had Coogee sweaters on, but Tommy ain't had no job. See, this iconery is what you need to fucks with. You understand? We got a spiritual deification tailor fitted to our needs. And aspirations with end time synchronous events. What more do you niggas need to understand the seriousness of this shit here? See, Tommy ain't had no job, man. And we got a whole book out about how not to have a job. You can't make this shit up, dog. You can't pretend this shit. This shit is real right here. You understand what I'm saying? So when you read this book, you'll automatically know what symbology to put up in the fuck with. You understand? I only The only thing I wish this book did not come out, because that would be on the front cover, Tommy. Right. <laughs> he ain't had no job, man. You know what I'm saying? So you, you're really, you know, the book is very cheap. Do you tell your prices? They have to come to the site. Oh, no, it's a, a $20, $5 shipping and handle for $25. $20, $5 for shipping and handle, 25 and it's at your door. You don't need no job, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, it's the right dimensions and the gentleman of leisure. Tommy was the ultimate gentleman of leisure. You understand what I'm saying? Dignity with no job. First nigga to show you that shit ever. So you've been so mind control and thinking that if you ain't had no job, you ain't nobody. See, ah, uh-uh, Tommy turned that shit around, goddammit. Turned the shit around. Now, Tommy done made the transition, that symbol that made the transition. That means we have an etheric 
way to access a force that when you see when you see this man, look, they, he did another show. He did Bill Bellamy's show, a comedy show, and niggas on there still saying you ain't got no job. He is forever known right. no for no job. But the ultimate in survival, the ultimate in still doing what niggas do, which is where we're trying to be at now. If everyone could be Tommy, we in a good book. You got a manual now. It's called Let God Out. You know what I'm saying? You can go get that book. Dignity with no job. You know what I'm saying? Well, you do, Tommy. You ain't got no job. And you know where I work. You ain't got no job, man. And this nigga is dead. Made the transition. When I seen that shit, I said, come on, man. You cannot. You you cannot figure no. You can't even think of no shit. It's synchronous as this. Shit is real right now. A book out about how to not have no job. And the poster boy for not having no job makes the transition. Oh, y'all niggas best to pour a libation to that nigga. Especially all y'all niggas trying to get into the dimension of the gentleman of leisure. You understand what I'm saying? So we're going to come back to that because that's some shit that we need to revisit. Terribly hot. And I was waiting for this nigga to get here to say, he ain't got no job, man. I didn't even text this nigga about that shit. So we need to give that up for Tommy who ain't got no job. Let God out, niggas. Let him out. We're going to talk to a lie a little bit later. Let's get to Dane. We're going to get to our guests real early tonight. We ain't going to be bullshitting all night tonight. Let's talk to my man Dane. See what he's up to. Nathaniel. Brother Penn, what's up, baby? What's going on, dog? I can't call it, man. I can't call it. Brother Eli, what's up? He, he got a piece of chicken in his hand? Nah, I, I done went through that shit, kid. I went through that shit earlier, so I'll be right for the show. Eating that shit late night, that should be sitting on my stomach. I'm old. I can't do it no more. <laughs> should be sitting on my stomach all night. I have a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> my nightmare is having a job. Where is born? <laughs> I, I had this reoccurring dream that I worked with all my old white bosses and I ain't get paid for a long time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I keep waiting on a big check. You know what I'm saying? The check never comes. It's a nightmare. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just got my book today from the line. Uh, yeah, I see you add it up. Yeah, you, uh, you, you already know because you're already a gentleman of leisure. Absolutely. I ain't got no job, baby. I ain't got no job. Yeah. Got no job. This is some Tommy shit. And um, but to you know, you still want to get this particular knowledge under your belt. You know what I'm saying? The more, the merrier. The more you keep firing at this particular object, this particular goal, the more you stay in it. Because I already done told you my nightmare. <laughs> Terrible. You know what I'm saying? I'm at a desk and everything. Uh, my old white boss, Doug, is, is, is the papers ready? And the crazy thing in my mind, I don't know what to do. I'm like, how am I here this long? I just don't know what to do. <laughs> Shit's reoccurring nightmare, son. So what's you know what I'm saying? Life, I let God out, kid. Let him out. Yeah, so you got yeah. that today. That's nice. A nice little book, nice little read, nice little cover. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No doubt. I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Always. Oh, 
Oh, good. I was going to say what's up to the rest of the pandemonium family. Yeah, yeah no Cole, doubt. All the beautiful ladies out there. Queen. Um, Sia Grant, too. I'm waiting for his shirt to come. So, Sia, I'm waiting on it. I'm going to do it, you know, there, there to you. Uh, so, Sia Grant's got shirts coming, no doubt. Yeah, he actually reached out to me. He wanted me to put something on the back of one of them. So, I'm going to do that for the brother. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, that's nice. That'll work. Um, That'll work. Nothing uh, new. I mean, other than the Bobby joints, I put the Bobby joints out, um, Bobby Hemmings shirts. And uh, I actually added you to a shirt, you and Bobby. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 the one memes together. Yeah, that was Be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's chilling. Y'all ready to start the lecture? See, Grant says, cool. He's thanking okay. you for that. Okay, okay. Yeah, going, uh, Brother Phils is going to buy some more Brother Liar to my queens and business, Queen Shaquilla and Queen Kim. Buying this weekend, and we'll send you an email. There you go, Brother Phil on it. Yeah, he already ordered two. Yeah, he, 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 he Brother Phil is a supporter, nigga, boy. Mm-hmm. Don't let that nigga get a part. I, I already owe him, like, three purchases. This is basically <laughs> shit he be buying all the time. And he's patient, because uh, he be ordering this weird shit. I be like, oh, fuck it, man. Fucking seven oils, nigga. Hold on. I got to, oh, nigga, let me get this shit together. <laughs> this was whole week. <laughs> Brother Pan, what about them oils, nigga? <laughs> out to you, nigga. Yeah, who's this brother in Las Vegas, Walt? Well, that's Brother Phil. He's the one who's trying to get me to come to Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that's the brother? Same dude. He's, okay. We're looking at May. He want to do April, but that's my birthday. And me and Khadija usually have some plans around then, or she'll usually no. have some plans for me. So we're looking like uh, May. You know what I'm saying? May. Yeah, but like I said, uh, me and Visa have been talking, and, you know, this is a different time than uh, the day of Bobby. See, Bobby and them had to wait till somebody said, how about come to my town? But now we can just go to the fucking city, set up shop, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just bust it out. Because there's people, there's audience members in every city right now, every major city. So we just basically set it up and say, we just going to be in your town, you know what I'm saying? And they'll come out like they've been coming out. So we can go anywhere the fuck we want to go. That's the upgrade, you understand? Okay. So it's really just about somebody who's who has you know, the ability to set that kind of shit up, and she does. You know, all that old Masonic shit, they know how to... Are you in the Masonic line? Well, this one is, but, you know... Oh, this one is? Yeah, yeah, she used to be down with that, so... You know, they know oh, how to set up parties, Visa? boat rides... Wait, 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 hold up. Visa used dances. to be a star? <laughs> she could set it up anywhere. Wait a minute, well, Visa used to be an Eastern star? Yeah, kid, you seen the hat. <laughs> you seen the hat. <laughs> yeah, they got conscious, though. They got conscious and went past it. You know what I'm saying? She left them all but you know, alone. You know I used to be a mason, too, though. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that phase. I was trying to get you to tell me the secrets for free. <laughs> What's the handshake? What's the big deal? Uh-huh. You ain't tell none of the secrets, though. You took an oath to the Illuminati, kid. <laughs> we went to that uh, white Masonic lodge. This shit looks so much cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's on 23rd. He's like, fuck it, let's look at this white Masonic lodge. 
I know the white man that was standing. I know you threw him a sign, too, because he started smiling after that. Oh, you remember? Be more that? friendly. I said, this nigga threw him a sign, yo. <laughs> He's looking at me like, get the fuck out of my lives. You threw him a sign. He was like, would you like an hors d'oeuvre? <laughs> I said, oh, this nigga gets hors d'oeuvres and cocktails? You threw him a sign, didn't you? Well, hey, maybe probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but I knew that shit was, I knew they wasn't teasing the real shit, because my father was a mason. He's like, y'all went through all 33 in like a couple of months. I'm like, nigga, that don't sound right. <laughs> that don't sound right. <laughs> you went to the top real quick. Yeah, that was wow. kind of fast, nigga. He said, all you got to do is pay your dues. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's about dues, son. They just try to make that shit so... Remember that whole era when conscious people was making Mason, Mason so sinister? Oh, the Masons is doing it all. Like, nigga, you can't do shit if you don't pay your dues. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, miss a, you miss a payment, you out the Illuminati. <laughs> Give me your Baphomet ring back, nigga. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's just right. level. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, a lean really broke this shit down. He said, uh, whatever year it was, 1930 or 19-whatever, um, it was, uh, that's when they was teaching the real shit, the Rosicrucian shit and all that real shit, Templar shit in there. He said, that's when um, Elijah Muhammad, Noble Drew Ali and them niggas was in it. They came out, started the Moors, started the uh, uh, Nation of Islam. And if you read Elijah Muhammad's work, that shit is steeped in occult science. Kabbalah and everything. He said that one of them niggas, Harry Truman, or one of them presidents, declared that shit uh, along with the Russia and all that shit, uh, uh, enemy, uh, whatever the name was, enemy of the state type shit, or enemy of America, or, or terrorist group, and defunct it to where you have boat rides and just fancy hats and empty rituals of blindfolds and burning niggas. But the science... Ain't like you know, and then there's always the ones. Well, mine, not mine. We got the science and ours. Now you're doing the uh, symbols, but you could tell because if if them niggas was conscious, you would see a whole different thing coming from them besides routine symbology. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and it is what it is. But hey, whatever it is, if it's working, good luck for whomever. But, yeah, she she still got that connection, though. You know, in some of the places, you know, they got all them halls and places. And, you know, Bobby did a lot of lectures in uh, Masonic halls and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I ain't scared. You ain't scared? Not at all, player. I'm going to go in there and turn this shit up. And be like, damn, we was doing this shit wrong the whole time. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Panic. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's on player. So you got the new Bobby joints, and uh, a bit of that change, a bit of them proceeds will go to Bobby. So uh, y'all guys support and buy a Bobby shirt. Y'all will be helping Bobby. So all y'all that want to know how he's doing, go ahead and buy a shirt. He'll be doing even better. Now, nah, man. Oh. And like I said, once uh, Dane's ready, once y'all buy enough shirts. He's going to put it in my hand, and I'm going to put it in Bobby's hand. It's going from two people, from Dane to Panic to Bobby. So ain't no middleman, ain't no wonder if, and none of that, straight to the horse's mouth. And they don't even know what's happening. So it's just going to be knock on the door, here's some money, my nigga. 
And that's how it's going. So y'all want to help? There's a good there's a good way to help. Get one of these Bobby shirts. Uh, the one with me and Bobby on it. That one's going to Bobby as well. The little proceeds. You want to give them a little cut? You know what I'm saying? Keep it real. Absolutely. So uh, you know that's what's going on. And of course, there's all the regular T-shirts he has on the Colteric Tees. If you don't know the site, O C C U L T E R C T E E S dot com. Colteric Tees where you can get all your occult T-shirts, hoodies, hats. I think you got some sweatbands, some wristbands, a little bit of jewelry up. The key is you might want to go up there and see what he got going on because there's a whole bunch of shit up there now. Laxmi shirts, Paolo shirts, Orisha shirts, Buddha shirts, Baphomet shirts. Again, now we got Bobby Hemmings shirts and all sorts of shit up there. Egyptian joints. These Egyptian joints are looking crazy. Those Egyptian tarot are sick. Oh, you saw it? Sick. sick. Oh, you y'all ain't seen the Egyptian tarot that he got up there in them shirts. Y'all need to fucks with those. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Apollo hoodies. You know what I'm saying? Phil's already talking about he want the whole set of Apollo hoodies here. You in a good way with those, kid. Phil's figuring that shit out. You know what I'm saying? You know, just hit Dane up in, in an email. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he'll make a nice price for you. The price is up there already nice, but you know what I'm saying? He look out for fam. He's that type of dude. Just send him an email. Make it personal. You can email him at O-C-C-U-L-T. E R I C T E E S at yahoo.com. Same as the website. Go to the website and hit his contacts. Shit is on. Shit is cracking. You know what I'm saying? And he's right, still right. sending out the love, mailing it out with free shipping. Y'all niggas, man, shit, nigga. This nigga ain't got no job, yo. <laughs> How you doing that? You ain't got no job, son. That's some real let God out shit right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah, Pleasure says make some blankets or pillowcases. You should have been said that one, Pleasures. <laughs> Pleasurelessness. That's a good idea. Some pillow, some Apollo pillowcases? Mm. Line me up now, son. Put my head and lay my head on that? Oh, my goodness. That's a great idea. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, big-ass Zarabanda blanket? Big-ass, that would be some shit. That would some shit. Yeah, get some sleepwear on there. Right. Get a onesie. (laughs) (laughs) My onesie game is up right now. I'm about to get. It's gonna debut my other. I got I got other debuts on that. Okay, I'm I'm gonna send you a a, a, a Apollo onesie. Oh please, I'm saying do that. I will wear that shit to Walmart. Scare the (laughs) shit out of everybody. I, w- I got so many walking canes and shit like that with top hats. <laughs> nigga, nigga. Liar looking at like, damn, could he get one of those too, though? <laughs> get one of those in a Zarabanda or something? Yeah, but uh-huh. those pillowcases is right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into that. Um, yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. Oh, Courtney's on tonight, right? Yeah, she's up. She's up here. Her name, her name in the group is Fly Ankles. Fly Ankles. I don't know. I don't know how we got there. I, I'm not even gonna ask. No, like, I'm sure her ankles are fly. 
<laughs> How many times he said, oh, my God, look at those ankles, son. <laughs> that, that's got to be an ill fetish. She had to meet a couple of, uh, oh, well, Elijah just like, he looked like, well, you know. Yeah, he thought about Ray Charles grabbing the wrist. <laughs> he said, <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, drunk sister know what time it is. Drunk sister will be absolutely Courtney's best friend. Because drunk sister, and I remember Courtney told me that because I did ask her that shit. What the fuck? Ghostface used to say that shit. That's a Ghostface reference. And um, drunk sister says, oh, my God, fly ankles. Is that a Ghostface reference? Yes. And fly wow. ankles... Oh, yes, because she's about to straighten that out. She's listening. The, Ill, the illest person in Courtney's family, though, is her daughter. I buy every time I see anything in a shit emoji, I buy it for her daughter. She's just absolutely tickled. I got a big shit emoji pillow. Thank you, Panic. A fart can. She's, <laughs> she's worse than us. She needs to be... Here on the show, you know what I'm saying? I wow. just ordered these. Uh, I'll show these to you, liar. These are fly. I was saving them for her. Courtney ain't gonna tell her. She might. She might unless she's listening to the show because she might be listening to it. She listening to Ronzi. But these little fly little girly slippers, <laughs> shitty emoji slippers. <laughs> wow. Nice. They little furry slippers with the shit emoji picture on them. <laughs> Fly shit, you know what I'm saying? All the fart jelly beans from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Play, I get it. She's stacked on those. Stacked on those. Keep her in fart jelly beans. She makes her, her grandmother and everybody eat fart jelly beans. Try this one. It's, it's called Bugger. <laughs> These little fly joints. These little fly joints, she's going to love them. She's crazy. She's a little thug. Last uh, Halloween party, it was me, Courtney, her, Courtney's son, and a lie. We playing a game of sorry, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we, like, going soft on her, you know what I mean? But, you know, uh, that little child won and just shit all over us. Ah, you faggot-ass nigga. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I want to go again. Let's Let's go again. She was saying it later, yeah, the, yeah, man, when I beat y'all, I'm like, whoa. She's a little crazy, little girl. She ain't, she ain't all there. You know what I'm saying? She ain't all there. She's ill. You know what I'm saying? Ill. Courtney's daughter. Ill. So I, I got her the fly slippers. Courtney's like, you need to stop buying my daughter shit shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, we here with it. You know what I'm saying? We here with it. I seen that big, it was a big-ass shit emoji pillow. I said, like, oh, you already know what it is. Pull that off the shelf. No, you can't stop this. You know what I'm saying? You can't stop it. I gave her a whole Walmart bag full of candy. <laughs> she said, here, take that home. She was, you know, corny, vegan or vegetarian. That kind of shit ain't flying. You know, Uncle Panic. Mm-mm. He's going to make you a demon, son. <laughs> a demon. Yes, Fly Ankles from Ghostface Killer. So Fly Ankles is in the building. We're about to put on next. We're going to get down with her. Remember, Courtney's the one that edited my book as well. You know what I'm saying? 
analyze book, let God out. She's fire on that shit. You niggas got a book to write. Y'all niggas better see Courtney. We're going to talk about that little, uh, um, all right, uh, Brother Phil, I got plenty of herb pack, man. Plenty. Yeah, I know you got to get off them cigarettes. Your ass kept leaving the lecture in New Orleans. I know your ass, either you was going outside to smoke a cigarette or you was, uh, you was chipping on heroin, one or the other. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just assume he was <laughs> chipping on uh, heroin, nigga. Oh, I mean smoking a cigarette. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, shit! All right, so we gonna get my girl in the building. So you got any new shirts coming? Or are we dealing with the Bobby lately, uh, Dan? Uh we dealing with the Bobby right now. Um, I think I just put up a, a, a Horace eye and a hat and the, the hoodie as well. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. just keep popping it up. We got the group on Facebook, Occult Terror Tees, O-C-C-U-L-T-E-R-I-C-T-E-E-S, on Facebook. Do a search to join the group. You may see all the new T-shirts, T-shirts you may not be able to catch, all the latest updates just to what's going on. You'll be able to add your input. Just hang out with your other niggas from Pandemonium Radio. And we do what it do. And that's what we do. Tonight, uh, here on Pandemonium Radio. I'm right, um, my nigga. I'll call you this week, brother. All right. I'm going to holler at you. All right, my nigga. Yeah. All right. One. All right. Let's get to our main guest for the night. Fly ankles. Go ankles. Go ankles. Going to talk to Eli. We're going to put him on. We put fly ankles on. Um, I'm going to go in the room so we don't get that echo, but I'll turn you on so you can ask her questions, too. Fly ankles in the building. What's up, Courtney? Hey, what's up? What up? Sounding loud and clear. What's going on, Gally? Not much. You got a um, a fan sitting here waiting to talk to you. She missing her Oh, bed. so she did hear. She knows she, knows she got some new footwear coming, huh? Hold on. All right. Hello? Hey, what's going on there, Z? I'm good. What you up to? What you doing? Nothing much. You coming to my house for Halloween? Yep. I got mad candy. You could get busy. <laughs> you gonna wear a costume? Yep. Alright, you gonna play a game of sorry with us? Yep. We gonna win this time. He's <laughs> <laughs> funny. You got to, I got a gift for you too. Something good. You're gonna like it. Thank you. I have to wake up early tomorrow to go to school. Oh, okay. What grade you in? Fourth. Oh, that sounds like you're a genius. A genius. All right. <laughs> I want. I don't want to keep you up all night, little lady. Okay. I'll see you on the 29th. That's going to be the party. Okay. Wear your best costume. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> ah, Courtney, ah, what's going on? Not much. Hey, y'all. Hey, everybody. Peace to the pandemonium family. So we got my girl Courtney, who's a yoga instructor. 
but she's told me some things and prove uh some things uh about kundalini yoga and there will be much science that she has to drop on this little kundalini thing and she's going to do it tonight Yep, yep, yep. So, Courtney. Yes, where do you want me to start? I want you to start with the mythology. Okay. So, most people have probably heard of Kundalini. Um, if you've been in your studies, your metaphysical studies, your occult studies. But for those of you who this information may be new to, Kundalini is a cosmic energy. Um, it's not part of your physical body, but you can work with it through your physical body. It's actually a super energy um, that's attached to your celestial body. I I would venture to say beyond your astral body. And the way you access it is through, um, you can access it through yoga and through the chakra system. Yoga itself is, not just a series of exercises. It's actually a process. <clears throat> so any of the things that you've studied or done up to this point, some of the things that you've been learning have all been directing you towards uniting your mind with the super consciousness. Where the mythology comes in is if you study any of the old Hindu texts, um, any of the old Sanskrit texts, and even other pantheons, you'll read, and you'll see um, <clears throat> references to the male and the female energies uniting. So when you see these um, myths about Shiva and Shakti, uh, who else? Any pantheon you see where there's a male and female uniting is actually a reference to your kundalini. Um, one of the stories I can tell actually has to do with the whole point of yoga, how yoga came to humanity and what the purpose of it was for. And it's the story's twofold because it's also to serve to help you get out of your human consciousness, which is the point of ascending through the chakras. <clears throat> so one of the stories, there's an old yogi, you can find him on YouTube, he tells the story all the time. He says that way, way, way back, millions of years ago, there was a meeting between all the gods. All the planetary gods were there, nature spirits, and it was a couple of rishis that showed up, or your sages, your wise men, that all showed up too. So they were sitting around talking about humanity and, and evolution and what could be done. And the planetary gods, who are all attached to your zodiac and your horoscope, were talking about how shitty the humans were, basically. We're not going to help them. Yeah. Look at them running around. They're crazy. Well, I'm muted. Um, <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Good. So the humans are running around crazy. All right, good. So the story goes, the sages that have showed up were saying, hey, you know, humanity's not so bad. <clears throat> we're here with you, and we didn't, have any, we didn't get any special gifts from you. Now, keep in mind, and you hear this from Panic, you hear this from Bobby, all these guys still have egos. They still fight. They still run around messing with women messing with men, throwing lightning bolts, whatever they're doing, still 
acting sort of human-like. So the gist of it was the sages said, well, you don't act too differently than humans, so what makes you think you're so much greater? Humans have the ability to evolve. That's how we're sitting here. So unbeknownst to all of them, there was the nameless one, who they called the nameless one, was sitting listening to the conversation. Really, that was Sheba. So everybody's going back and forth, going back and forth, discussing how can we help the humans evolve? What can be done? We're not going to do it. Let's not help them. So it was a big fight, big back and forth. So finally, Shiva says, well, let's try to do something. Let's give them yoga. This is a gift. Let's give them yoga as a gift. But what they'll have to do is practice 12 to 20 hours a day. So the sages were sitting there like, no, 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 that's not going to work. Humans have a lot to do. That's just not going to work. What do you mean that 12 to 20 hours is too much? We're going to have to cut it down a little bit. They're arguing again. Well, let's say let's have them do it about six hours. No, that's still too much. They, they, they're playing around. They like to wear makeup. They like to drive around. They like to do this. They like to do that. Mm-hmm. No. Let's cut it down. They have about 15 minutes a day that they could do something. What? What do you mean? But finally, Shiva says, all right, let's give them this. Let's give them yoga. So yoga was brought down to earth to help people develop out of the human consciousness into a super consciousness. Mm-hmm. Now, within that, it's a tantric practice. And within that, there are also stories in the tantric text about the Nagas mm-hmm. being the teachers, the, some of the first teachers of yoga and tantric practices. And it was mostly the Naga queen. So you have the female. Again, the serpent reference. Mm -hmm. So here we go with the process, the evolution of Kundalini. Um, One of the main goddesses in the early times, and who you don't probably hear about a lot now, was Manasa, who was Mm -hmm. the great Naga, the queen Naga. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the practices came through the Naga lineage. And there's still some sects over in um, India who still practice directly through Manasa and through that line. So some of those teachings have come over here as channels. Um, So we have access to them. But they've also been diluted into other tantric forms. But all in all, Kundalini Yoga is a tantric tradition. So that's what you're getting when you're doing Kundalini Yoga. It's a direct tantric practice so it's a tantric practice okay so it's more focused well let me ask you this other yoga systems uh do they focus on kundalini energy or what would you say the difference between other yoga system versus kundalini yoga well one of the differences is kundalini yoga uses um a series of practices so you just don't have the physical exercises which are the asanas that's more hatha yoga. Hatha yoga really focuses on the physical practices um, for healing, battling diseases, things like that. When you see people mm-hmm. all twisted up, doing headstands mm-hmm. and things of that nature, um, mm-hmm. that's mostly for healing. That's not to knock it in terms of awareness or consciousness, but a lot of the focus is on the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. With kundalini yoga, you're using not only that, but the physical focus is on the spine because you want to prepare the body to handle more kundalini energy. You're also dealing with sound or mantras. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you also deal with pranayama. So it's a comprehensive, comprehensive system. Pranayama is the breathing exercises or the techniques that you do. And also meditation. Meditation isn't separate from yoga. It's just one of those elements that falls under the umbrella. So all of these things are part of Kundalini Kriya Yoga, and they're all part of one system. So it's not just one focus on one thing. Some of the other yogic systems, they, they do focus on awareness and your consciousness. However, a lot of them, let's say, they may focus on the intellect. So you're going the intellectual yeah. route to achieve it, or you're going the route of doing good deeds to achieve mm. your enlightenment versus right. this being the lightning path, as they say, because it's a combination of all these different practices to wake up, not only wake up the kundalini and arouse it, get it down, get it up to the crown chakra, and then get it circulating through the entire system. Because that's what and I didn't quick notice. Fashion. Yeah, because that's what I did notice uh, as a person who was just dealing with kundalini energy for spiritual practices. Once I started saying, "Well, my body, you know, I, you know, I'm getting too many creaks and and ticks and." neck aches and all of that, so I'm going to have to get into some form of stretching, some form of exercise. And I just I wasn't looking for any particular yoga type in particular, but knowing you and knew you were an instructor and having access to you living out here, I was like, well, let's, you know, let me do it with Courtney. And then you started explaining the differences, the mythology. And what I noticed was the same kundalini energy that I was quite used to um, doing these particular moves, it would actually activate those same kundalini fe- feelings, that same kundalini movement. But I can feel through the moves that you were, uh, that we were doing that the energy was actually moving to different parts of the body as opposed to just going to the top of the head and resonating there on a the frequency. Right. Um, so, a lot of times uh-huh. what happens, I, I mean to cut you off, but a lot of times what happens with people when – the kundalini starts waking up, um, and I need to backtrack for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you have kundalini in your system circulating already, so I think we need to clear mm-hmm. up some of the new age things that have come into play, have people thinking that there's energy just sitting in the root chakra, and right. that's it. It's only available that way. But every single one of you already has some circulating in your system. Right. It may be in one chakra, it may be in two chakras, two chakras, it may be dominating in one or two areas, but just know it's you already have some active in you. Mm-hmm. And the way that it works is the root chakra is considered like a reservoir. So picture it like a dam, mm-hmm. where if you look at a dam, there's water flowing and pouring out, but there's a whole bunch of water backed up behind the dam, right? Mm-hmm. When you, if you were to open that dam up, it would just flow freely. Right. Problems come in when, and and this is a direct answer to your question. What you may have been experiencing is there's three channels that Kundalini needs to flow through. The main one being Sushumna. That's the central channel. The two others are Ida and Pingala. Mm -hmm. There's one that's connected to the sun and one that's connected to the moon. So a lot of times what happens when people are working with kundalini, when they're experiencing pain in certain parts of their body, it's because it's not moving directly up that central channel. The shuna is moving through the two minor 
Nadi, so two minor channels, Ida and Pingala. So when we're doing yoga, when you're actually doing the physical exercises, the pranayama, part of that focus is on sort of scraping out whatever gunk is in that central channel so that it can flow freely up the channel and not cause some of these problems that people experience or not only the physical problems, but some of the emotional problems as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we talked a lot about different forms of yoga, and I remember you making a statement saying uh, one of the masters of kundalini yoga, you know, them niggas' names all sound weird, but one of the statements he made was uh, all yoga is fine. Kundalini yoga is just that next level, or just that step up, step up. You remember telling me something like that? And yeah, that was he, about. Yeah, he calls it the lightning path, it's, and it's that? called the lightning path. Well, there are some stories, um, myths, and legends, and and just some of the sages talk mm-hmm. about how when you practice this form of yoga, how it accelerates your self realization or your super your ability to reach that super consciousness versus mm-hmm. going another path where awareness is not necessarily the focus um, and there's not a heavy focus on the spiritual part of it. So, and not, not to sound like a superiority freak over it, but just in my studies, this is probably the most spiritual form of yoga because you're mm-hmm. dealing directly with your consciousness and that's it. The physical part, the physical healing and the emotional healing are byproducts. You have to get through the emotional part in order to ascend. However, the healing effect that you feel, um, you know, your legs looking whatever, you know, getting a flat belly, all that stuff is byproducts, weight loss. That's Mm -hmm. all well and good, but it's just a bonus because the focus is actually on illuminating those parts of the brain and getting Shakti and Shiva to unite. So mm-hmm. all of the stories that you hear about Shiva and Shakti, Shakti being represented as the snake that's coiled up at the bottom of your spine, her getting to Shiva and staying there. A lot of times what many of you probably experience is the arousal of Kundalini. You may feel like a burning sensation heat somewhere in the body where certain chakras are located um, or some of the other symptoms like blurred vision or some of the weirder stuff. Um, You can't sleep. You sleep too much. Your appetite changes, things like that. But that's because your chakras aren't clear and that middle channel isn't clear. And until all of those things are worked through, one, kundalini is not going to be able to flow freely, and two, you're not going to be able to sustain it because we can all raise it, but the whole point of this is to be able to sustain it. Hmm. So um, what books would you recommend? Because I know there was a book that that you get, uh, that I had got, but I know there's a few books. So if somebody wanted to understand this more, what book could they uh, get? Um, you can get any book on chakras because most of them will have some yoga techniques in it because it's important to clear out the chakras. Um, what was that one yoga book that, that displayed the moves, if you remember? Yogi Yogi Bhajan wrote a book. 
Um, okay. Kundalini postures and poetry. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that's the one. That's an old one. Mm-hmm. Um, our how, how you, you, you remember how to spell his name? Yeah, Yogi is Y O G I, and Bajan is B H A J A N. Now, as you were saying, along with just the postures, um, the chakra word goes with it because, um, you know, we've been talking about it for years now. Free-flowing kundalini energy always stops at a chakra with emotional blockages. That should be common sense to people out here now. Um, So it's it's well known that you need to deal with, you you know, the chakras. We've talked about it plenty of times. The chakras are a ladder. Um, they're not to be dwelled upon. So you need to know how to balance, and you need to know the emotional climate of yourself and where that energy resi- resides and either how to increase or decrease for balance for that free-flowing kundalini and to sustain that level of spirituality. We'll say it in different ways. A person who is is in constant uh, connection with that Shiva Shakti energy um, we just quite say is 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 the spiritual marriage. So we'll say you just you just always can speak from the spirit, or you're always in the spirit, which is just an easy way of saying that Kundalini energy has not only been raised, but is sustaining a free flow of life force energy through the body. And like I said, uh, through a hard spiritual b- practice, that free free flow, it wouldn't. I I, I put no focus on making my arms and neck feel better. It was all about finding the next level of enlightenment. So it's another route to actually doing that. But what I did find when I started doing it, it did do something in terms of making my body feel energetic. Now, when I read that Cyclomancy book by Frank Rudolph, and Frank Rudolph ironically has a few yoga books. He speaks highly on yoga. And he did another book called Cycleria where he talks about the three points that must be open in the spine, um, right. as you was talking about. And he, and, um, he actually shows a, there's a line in the spine where the kundalini flows and how to open up three points there as represented in the caduceus, how the, uh, the yin-yang energy crosses at actually at three points. is symbolic oh. of the three points that he talks about as well. Right. And there's right. Frank Rudolph. So the Cyclomancy book, which is the one I've been selling for the longest, and most of these things are out of print, um, uh, he's big on trying to place psychic energy to different points in the body. That's a, that's a big deal. And I explain that in my book about the illuminated five five points. And the number 72, and where that works in, in each five points, five times 72 is 360. The full, complete man is uh, uh, bringing those energy to the five five points, making the five senses super senses. And they talk all about that in cyclomancy. Uh, cyclomancy. So it's absolutely clear that your uh, your chakras must be, or your body must be in line with a lot of this energy because it felt like something was missing um, not uh, before I started doing it, but when I was starting to do the yoga with you, doing particular moves with you, it felt like uh, just another uh, another way to access kundalini energy, I, I guess you could say, or another use for it, which I found to be real important. 
So, um, and I know, and I want to get this out the way early on, that you're able to do sessions or show people a few of these moves and they could do a session with you over Skype. You're still doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, The techniques, the meditation techniques, the breathing techniques, Mm-hmm. The asanas, all of that stuff, um, I'm still doing it. All right, so let's uh, get your information. Give them all the information they could contact you. Let's get that out the way before we keep going. Okay. Everybody um, could contact you, how you do it over Skype. Any person in the world can do a session with you and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, you can hit me up on my website, mercurykundaliniyoga.com. Email address is Mercury Kundalini at Gmail, or those are probably the easiest ways to contact me because I get the mm-hmm. messages right away. So they come. So right just go to your site and then set up contacts and 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 see what you got going on there. Yeah, just you can go to the website or you can just email me directly at Mercury Kundalini at Gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can take it from there. I think one of the biggest things people have to look at, and you've had a few folks, and you've discussed this too at mm-hmm. length, is working through the chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, not getting attached to them and not becoming codependent on them, but mm-hmm. you have to be able to work through those emotional blockages in order to get to that super consciousness. What they call it, right. those, first, those first three chakras, and, and even the heart and the throat chakra too are sort of on the border are still part mm-hmm. of your human consciousness. Mm-hmm. So all of that is tied into your human levels. And until you can work past that and get through that, you're not going to be able to reach the higher levels. The other thing is the chakras are also connected to certain parts of the brain, the sleeping parts of your brain. So as you continue to go through the process of yoga and clearing out the chakras and the nadis, those parts of the brain that are dark, and sleeping will start to light up. And where you see that evidence already is, like I was saying, everybody has kundalini flowing already. You'll see that a lot of times with athletes, with writers, um, you know, whatever their gift is, that's because that particular part of the brain is has already been illuminated. Not the whole entire thing, but that's where they have a lot of kundalini sitting in that particular chakra that's connected to that section of the brain. So you'll see that energy elevated in that person. But hey, Courtney, it's uh, Eliah. How are you? Hey, how are you? Doing good. Um, I had a question um, because earlier you were talking about how Kundalini is um, a tantric practice, right? Right. Um, but I'm not sure everybody's really familiar with 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 tantra and tantric practice. What does that mean? Um. Well, Tantra has, for some reason in the West, become synonymous only with sex. But Tantra itself is a combination of practices. It's it's very old. There are different, I don't like the word cult, but there are different groups of Tantra that still practice old groups that are still very active today. Um, But Tantra itself, if you go to one of the old masters, they'll tell you it's just a process of inner alchemy. So even all those people that you hear about, read about, or your own personal practices where you'll see a lot of the the alcohol, the sex all the time, all of that is part of it. 
However, what's being done is alchemical work along with that. Okay. So those folks understand that this is going to lead to enlightenment. One of the examples I could give you, and I don't know if anyone's familiar, are the Agori Tantrics. Um, they're known, you know, people like to say they like to practice black magic, but they deal a lot with death. They're in the cemeteries. They smear themselves with ashes, and they're known to also eat cadavers. And they're heavy into worship of cows. But along with that, the way that they see it is that they're experiencing everything. Everything that they do, whether it's eating meat, eating dead bodies, all of that other stuff is a part of their enlightenment and understanding that all this is part of Shiva's illusion or Maya or the great illusion. So they're going to experience every part of it for their own internal practice. Hmm. So Tantra is really just connected. You're doing most of most of y'all are probably already doing tantric practices already, but you didn't realize it. So okay. chaos magic, you know, any chaos magic falls under that, especially if you're doing it with the purpose of alchemy. Okay. And um, DJ Full Moon had asked a question: Is there a such thing as sexual yoga? That, I don't know about sexual yoga, but Sexual practices are part of, can be part of yoga and part of tantric practices, most definitely. Okay. So you can raise your kundalini through sex. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Mm. Right. Nice. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> now, um, let me ask you this: If uh, what would be the ultimate goal? Let's say you're doing this yoga, you raise all this kundalini. Uh, what would be some of the things you should be looking forward to? Well, basically, what would be the average person's goal by doing um, this? Well, what used to happen is, and why kundalini yoga and actually anything tantric got a bad rap back in the day is because some of the people were so-called abusing the abilities that they got during their practices. Um, those occult powers that you see written about in some of those books, like mm. um, cyclomancy and things like that, when you acquire those types of abilities, supernatural, so to speak, it would scare a lot of people. Um, so, But it still stands that you're able to acquire not just the psychic abilities, but some of the other stuff, your ability to heal yourself, um, reading minds, telepathy, things of that nature, which are, you know, can sound sort of mundane, like what's the point of doing that? But mm. ultimately, when you when you achieve your super consciousness, become that superman or that superwoman, that's really going to set off whatever you came here to do. Right. And that's not necessarily going to be what Brother Panic's doing, what Brother Bobby's doing, or what Eli's doing is whatever you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to elevate it to the thousandth power. Because nothing, mm. you so, know... So basically, you're just really for the goal of trying to take the human uh, body and tap into 
some some I guess you would say advanced supernatural ability, which is truly your natural ability, but you're trying to make it manifest in the physical. Manifest and be sustained. Be sustained. Oh, you're right. Of course, to be sustained. Right. Across to, to, all to, your energy bodies. So even like you're getting sick won't be an issue. You know, um, you and I did a lot of aura work too, right? Right. So being able to attract certain things, being able to repel certain things, um, whether it's a physical manifestation or a spiritual manifestation, just things will come that much more, they become that much more easier. So sort of the the whole X-Men thing, all the stuff you see in the comics with superheroes, that's pretty much the level you'll get to once the Kundalini is actually awakened, not aroused, but actually awakened meaning Shiva and Shakti are joined. Wow. I was going to ask, so when you talk about Shiva and Shakti, could you expand on that? Um, Well, Shakti is the great mother, the primordial energy in the universe. She's also manifested as Mother Kali, Parvati, Lakshmi. She shows up in different aspects. But in terms of working with her, um, most of the texts you'll see her referred to just as Shakti. But some of the other myths and legends, especially some of the older tantric texts, will also break her down into other aspects so that it's easier okay. to work with her. Um, you can access her for mundane reasons, and you can access that energy for spiritual reasons. But ultimately, she represents the great mother, the great cosmic mother, and Shiva represents the consciousness. So when the cosmic energy unites with the super consciousness, then what do you get? They merge and there's no longer there's we talked you talked about androgyny before where there's no anatomy, none of that exists. It's just one super energy that exists. There's no male or female side anymore. Once your kundalini is actually awake. Not like I said, not just rising, not just aroused, but actually awake. For it to be awake, those two energies have to merge. Hmm. So would you yeah. say that um, uh, because you you were talking about um, when a person is realizing or when the, when their kundalini has risen and they're able to sustain it, that they'll be um, basically doing what they came here to do, right? So they'll they'll always be present in the sense that they're fulfilling. Would you say that's, that's when you're living out your purpose, your kundalini has risen and it's being sustained? I would say it would, it's more than that because you're dealing with a different level of consciousness. So you mm-hmm. you so just imagine being able to do that, but you've graduated from your human thought. Or right. It, yeah. It, it seems. It seems more. Speak. It's a graduation. It's more right. of a more of an evolution than just like, oh, now I know what I'm supposed to be doing here, making you know, making uh, fat-free bacon. It's right. more like a, you. You've graduated. You. You've done the. You've done the work. That. That if they. If. If you were. Uh, you were put in a certain position called humanity knowing that what's in you is greater than humanity. You're having that re-realization of it. So mm-hmm. so you're, you're tapping back in that superconscious, and then you're just playing this thing out to go back to what you naturally were. But you just pretty much you beat the thing. You get what I'm saying? 
You right. beat the problem or you're answering, you're, you're, you're solving the equation of this human dilemma, each as an individual. Okay. okay. So now, um, I would have to say, so how come nobody is really doing, well, I, I mean, I think I would know the answer, but I'll just ask you, but uh, no one's doing no incredible shit. You get what I'm saying? Right. Nobody's the only person that's doing some shit, and, and each one of them shits is an illusion. Is David Blaine? Let's just say. So how <laughs> come niggas ain't really doing X Men shit? I mean, I don't know. They're not. They haven't accessed that level yet. I think in some uh, cases, in some cases, you'll see it with the healing, like certain things. Maybe you don't get burned by fire, right. or. Um, you know, certain little things, you're able to cure yourself of major diseases or major ailments. Um, I think you told a story one time about Brother Wayne getting hit by a car and just bouncing yeah, right back up. Yeah, he walked it off. I, yeah. I mean, though, yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. But I, well, I mean, I'll just add to it because, um, cause, cause, you know, I just want to see your perspective on it, which makes sense because these things come about, you know, all of these things that you would hear of ancient things. But, uh, they actually said it in the TV show True Blood, if you remember. And in the last, it may have been the very last episode, uh, she was looking for something amazing. Like, I thought she was going to come and do some amazing fairy shit <laughs> by, you know, by, you know, our standard textbook definition or X-Men movie definition of amazing. He said, you see so much shit here, you forget that it actually is amazing. He said... And he used the example, which is not our example, but he said having a baby is actually fucking amazing and it's magic. You've just seen it that it became normal. So if you really just look at how niggas are making it down this motherfucker with the 75,000 goddamn chemtrails and vaccinations and GMOs and police beatings and shootings and mortgages and all the shit that's going on, just the, these niggas to be, have a sense of fucking humor is fucking superpower shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just so normal for us. And that's one of the things I teach that a lot of what we are is natural for us. We don't even realize. Other people realize how amazing our shit is. Right. More than we actually, because we are the actual people. We're not trying to live up to a people. We're the actual people. So in this particular time, what we're doing is amazing for this time. Somebody walking through a wall or, or whatever standard you heard is amazing for that time. You get what I'm saying? There's no need for us to build a pyramid today, but we did make rap music. You know what I'm saying? We did fuck it up too, but we did make it. You know what I'm saying? So that was a pyramid building for his time because it was so necessary and so amazing. You get what I'm saying? So I don't think we notice that we are tapping into amazing things. Now, what? Now to speak to what you were saying, once we are just di- see, once we understand the source of these amazing things, is that Shiva and Shakti marriage, that Kundalini connection, or or as Bobby would say, or as I've said in the past, you you staying in the spirit. You you have you you live your life from a spiritual perspective is just another way of saying you're walking around in constant kundalini connection, life right. force in you, a 
illuminated or, or that part of you. Once you understand that's your source power, then you'll be able to turn up this amazing shit more than amazing shit that reacts to survival, which is what we've been doing. So we come up, you, you put the pressure on niggas, and we still come up with a smile and a way to figure it out. Only grits is left, then there's fishing grits. But we're in survival mode. We're not active moving forward in an evolutionary path. We're in a, 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 a reactionary uh, mode, which is still evolving at a slower rate. So to understand your source power is making this internal connection first because we're still looking for things outside of ourselves to save us or to tap into or to figure out. Once we understand that this is internal, then we'll be able to first understand you are even in the position to come up with some uh, incredible shit. We're just doing it now by default, and we don't even know what that incredible shit is. But any other race, you put them under the the goddamn pressure that we've been under, I don't think too many would make it. Not at all. I mean, the other thing, I mean, you teach this too is, Part of this whole thing is not just graduating from humanity, but waking up your entire, that entire unconscious, that sleeping part of yourself. So how many people are actually going to make it to that point, you know, before? Right. I mean, the ability is there, but, you know, this, this thing takes lifetimes as well. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's the whole point. It takes lifetimes. Now, you could argue that those of us here have been through these lifetimes already, enough of them. You know what I right. mean? Where we're in the, if you're conscious and you have this natural ability, which means your spirit is pulling you towards this information. In other words, you can't get away from it. That's that's a good indication that you've been through some shit and you are on the either on the cusp. If your ego doesn't allow to get in the way, you get what there I'm saying, right? And uh, you know, in in your in the emotional, uh, if you're not able to overcome these emotional blockages and these emotional uh, obstacles that have been laid before you in something you call your lifetime, if you're not able to actually do that work, do that internal work, then we'll see you next lifetime or. I'll be looking at your ass from next lifetime. It's really why the why the why I believe the humanity thing comes up because the more you're interested, the more you're ready to dive into humanity, the more it takes away from you being able to dive into a personal agenda because that agenda, that unconscious is not of a human nature. So the more you have a human nature and a human agenda, the more that unconscious gets put on the back burner. So exactly. where I've seen so many, right, you know, you'll hear it uh, explained as uh, get over humanity, you got to get past humanity, you can't buy into humanity. And I think they're really saying it because what it is you're trying to tap into, if you have a human mindset, then you have emotional mindset, then you have an egotistical mindset, then you can't have the pure enlightenment because you're not, you, you won't come, you come in with an, an agenda. Every human has an agenda, you can't not exist without a, an agenda as a human. So you really have to put that on the back burner or know how to separate the two uh, when you do this work. You know what I'm saying? And um, when you understand the difference between the two is when you at least could have those aha moments, which is what you're looking for. But, again, like you said, it 
it takes a while. You got to, it's a life dedication. You know what I mean? It's not something you just could do on, on the weekends. Right, or, or something, or that's something that you could, an hour. right, right, or, or something that you can apply when you're feeling down or you're feeling like something needs to cha- change. It's something right. you have to be dedicated to. You know what I mean? And most people say they are, but they're they're really not. You know what I mean? They're really not. Yeah, it's the same approach, you know, with magic when right people go to deities to ask for stuff or praying and things like that and. Part of this work is also getting out of that mindset. You know, you can yeah. actually deal with yourself. Well, that's well. The deities are yourself. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Exactly. The deities are yourself. Um, it all exists in you. These deities are nothing but names for different aspects of energies that exist in you. The concept is that you're actually fooling your ego by. Uh, talking to them or about them as if they're personalities outside of you. Right. So, um, you know, most people are, uh, uh, will go to them for that, but they're coming to them for human mundane reasons. Now, I've seen a lot of people, you know, do it so-called right, but uh, you, once you you got to understand the difference between mythologies, tradition, and science. Mm-hmm. So once you understand the science that all of these things are symbols, all of these things are energies, descriptions of yourself, opposed to the tradition, and the tradition is the way you operate with them. And, you know, in tradition, bring on superstition, which is don't do that, don't do this. And because we're just coming from that religious motif, because uh, superstition eventually gave, uh, brought forth religion. So even before so-called white man came with Christianity and Constantine, we were set up for it based upon tradition and superstition. And before tradition, and there's probably some in between, but we were scientists, meaning each person knew how to experiment with in a direct relationship with the energy for self-illumination. So it wouldn't be like, let me give Oshun 21 glasses of water. It was like, no, I feel I need to give her this and see what happens, let's just say. And then when tradition came in, then you started getting numbers and days of the week because you were trying to, because what was happening, we were losing our personal understanding or another way of saying it, a personal relationship with the energy directly. So we had to have a shaman tell us, which later became pastors and preachers, a shaman tell us, this is how you do it, this is the way to do it, and this is the way you must do it. To systematically get the culture on the same page in a form of culture and tradition. And then it became, if you don't do that, you won't get blessed. Superstition. And then superstition gave way to religion. So you got a lot of people fighting their way out of religion trying to figure out how to deal with a direct relationship with themselves. They don't believe in themselves. Simple as that. They don't believe that these things are them, and every single book in existence about them is this. Kundalini and magic is the same thing. It's all the same concept because all it is is really trying to get to know yourself. It's ways to activate and work with yourself to push and test to see how far you can go based upon one understanding that you have a life force energy that speaks throughout all creation, the universe, the great mother, that Shakti energy. Shakti later became the goddess Kundalini when they were trying to dumb it down for humans the way Durga 
uh, was Kali was the primal Durga, these right. primal energies. Um, and I teach this in the Necronomicon. There's uh, Adathoth's daughter. I talk about it in my book, which is Kundalini energy, the primal energy. And then in the mythology, Azathoth, he be, he's the drunk and blind god. The same way Obatala became drunk and made these retarded children, Azathoth is represents melanin, drunk and blind. Melanin will serve you in any capacity to your stupidity or to your knowledge. And melanin is a key part of the cosmic energy or leftover energy that, that's closely connected to that kundalini energy, to that life force cosmic energy. Now, to be able to work with these two things, these life force things, you are working with primal energy. And you need to understand that this primal energy is your natural energy, and it comes before humanity. So when you have a human thinking mind, you're actually in opposition with the nature of this primal energy. So you have to know how to put that on the back burner. You need to know where to make that exist. You make it exist when, you, when, you, when you're shopping. But here is this free mind. So your chakras are being blocked by human emotions or emotions that happen down here are clouded by it. So that has to be clear. So all of these things need to be, you need to have the right mindset to do this thing. So now let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Assuming that person has the right mindset, assuming his chakras are 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 on point. Or let me ask you this: What things have you noticed based upon? How, first of all, how long have you been doing this work? Um, probably about almost four years. Okay. And what are some of the things you notice? Um, when I do it consistently, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. In in the beginning, um. I was probably more consistent, but even now, mm-hmm. after being able to wake up certain energies and abilities and things like that, um, I could say that I have the ability to attract things, make things mm-hmm. manifest, right. um, healing myself, you know, with thoughts, mm-hmm. um, sending energies out. The one, two things I need to clear up, um, mm-hmm. Kundalini is different from prana. Prana okay. is actually prana is actually the vital life force. And I think I, I tell most students, say you stub your toe or hit your knee on the table mm. and what happens? Your attention goes directly to where you hurt yourself, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it'll knock the wind out of you. Mm-hmm. So your attention is focused on that, but you send your prana there, whether you know it subconsciously or consciously, because you're sending your attention to that hurt part of you you'll notice that the pain will start to dwindle and take the mm-hmm. You'll also see this with parents. You know, if your child runs up to you with a, a boo-boo or something and the mom kisses it or the father mm-hmm. gives you a hug, doesn't the pain just all of a sudden go away and they're good, like within a few right. seconds? Right. That's prana. You can, mm-hmm. you can give your prana, you can use your prana to heal other people, help other people, but you can also work with it within yourself to heal. And it works in conjunction with the kundalini. So uh-huh. you use your prana. You can use your prana to raise the kundalini, but you also use it for healing directly. Um, 
the other thing, you talked about melanin and kundalini. Mm -hmm. There's an eighth chakra that doesn't really get talked about, but it gets talked about within tantric circles. Right in the back Mm -hmm. of the head, if you notice where that swirl is, Mm -hmm. in the back of your head, that's the eighth chakra. It's called bindu. And what bindu Mm -hmm. does is secrete the nectar that you, it's called amrita. You may also call it soma. But Mm -hmm. what happens is it's actually responsible pretty much for um, electrifying the whole system. And when that nectar comes out, usually in people, it'll go directly down to the solar plexus. So it gets wasted. It doesn't get used. But in someone who's developed uh, or who does these practices, like the body locks, Mm -hmm. um, it will go into the throat chakra. Uh-huh. And you're and it's able to um, work with the kundalini there, and they work together, and then it shoots out through the rest of the body. So, mm-hmm. I know you've told stories about the soma before, and about mm-hmm. the nectar that's secreted, but that eighth chakra is right there. It's closely connected to where the pineal gland is. Mm-hmm. And people don't talk about it, but that's been due. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you said near the medulla oblongata. Well, it's close. It's close to it, but it's mm-hmm. medulla oblongata is a little bit lower. Oh, but, got you. Yeah. All right. So now, um, so so you said you were able to heal better. You were able to uh, uh, manifest things. I'm a witness to that because you would just say, "Yo, I just need a job" because you're a writer. And you would just get these. She's another. She's she's a gentle. She's a gentle lady of leisure as well. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you would just get these jobs where you would work at home and just write whatever the fuck you want to write. Yeah, I'm still doing it. I just write. You're still doing it, right? Whenever yeah. you want, you be like, ah, I need some money, so I'm gonna do this. And motherfuckers would call you, be like, Yo, look, I'm gonna pay you whatever. Just write this shit. It'd be some easy shit. How to organize your co- uh, closets. <laughs> I remember that one. You yeah. bang that shit out. She's an ill writer. Bang that shit out and get a get a get a little grip of money for that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen you made manifest, you know what I'm saying, whatever you want. And even now you was telling me you got some other writing gig, work right from the house. Yep. And uh so it ain't like you gotta uh you know, it ain't like you gotta go in and and just bust up the shiffer row, able to go in and do do as thou wilt, you know what I'm saying, and um, get your money. So I've seen you make manifest uh, through through your through your moves, through through yeah. your kundalini. Yeah, and a big part of that is too just being able to be a creator and create whatever you want. And a big thing for me because I write, is storytelling. So, you know, being able to build worlds, whether it's here or in the spirit world, and and work through that angle. Right. Because that's, that's my strong area, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, that's what I do. All right. That's, that's sounding good, sounding good. So, and people are able to do sessions with you, huh? Yeah, you can, um, if you're in the Atlanta area, um, I'm here. Um, 
Weekends are probably better these days. If people are interested in doing group classes, if I get enough interest, I can start doing those on the weekend mm-hmm. online. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And we don't have to just do the physical exercises. If you want to learn some of the tantric meditation techniques and things like that, we can work on those and, um, you know, help people work through their chakra system and right. get this energy popping. All right, we got our guest tonight, Courtney, spelled with a K, <laughs> teaching on uh, Kundalini Yoga. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to see if there's any questions out there. If y'all got questions, type them in the chat room. Or we're going to try some of our guests. We're going to see if we've got any questions for uh, Courtney. So keep typing. Courtney's out in Atlanta. She does her sessions over Skype as well. Uh, go ahead and give your website one more time, Courtney, so people can get at you. Um, MercuryKundaliniYoga.com. MercuryKundaliniYoga.com. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. So y'all need to get at her. You know what I'm saying? So uh, y'all could uh, get a session or two. She, I think she charges a pretty good price. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was lucky because I'm out here, so she was able to come into the house. And um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I was able to take the sessions. And like I said, what I noticed, you know what I mean? Because yoga was just a big fucking barrel of laughs to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a big barrel of laughs. And and like I said, I'm not I'm unchanged on this aspect. If you have no spiritual agenda, then you're just exercising with yoga. Right. But I can see where people can, because you will feel Kundalini rise, the rush, and that's an old feeling that 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 that's an old hat. So when I felt it, the only difference is I can feel it moving in other places besides my pineal and um or dis- or, or or equally distributing for for better healing I should say. And so I said, Oh, I get it. If I didn't know any better and felt this feeling, I would think I tapped into the shit. But knowing that this that, see as Courtney pointed out, your kundalini energy rises all the time, rises every night. This has been discussed. I told you that's why you can wake up in the morning and say black don't crack because what happens is that energy uh, gets reabsorbed into the nervous system and your shit looks good. But you have to find ways of knowing how to keep and maintain it there so it could actually start to transform your consciousness. That's a different thing. And no one, and just exercising doing kundalini yoga ain't going to do that. Your aura and all that shit will look great. You know what I'm saying? People will say, wow, you look great. What are you doing? You're glowing. Your skin is tight and all the rest of that shit. But if you don't have any spiritual agenda, if you're not trying to find out something else, then to me it's still a waste of time. So and now it made me also understand why when people were telling me about this, I'm still looking at them like, how come you don't fucking know nothing then? You know what I'm saying? But it's the greatest, the best. But I'm like, wow, you sound, you your consciousness is on the same level as a Christian, though. No. I don't hear no one saying, since I did this, 
I found out the mysteries of this. Or, and it's not really some shit that I know. Some shit that you know about yourself more. You know what I'm saying? Besides how far, how much, how long you can fucking exercise. You get what I'm saying? I don't hear that. So without an agenda, is just exercise. So those, which I'm going to assume here, which I'm going to assume here, got their shit together. If you were to work with her, you would now... Um, uh, she would show you techniques on waking this energy up, and based upon your meditations and whatever spiritual technique you into, you should be able to. Uh, this should be a way to start to maintain that kundalini flow, which is what you're trying to do. You want to walk around in constant spirit, in constant know, being able to access this shit at any time, not just having experiences. Last Tuesday, guess what happened to me? No, right. where you are, where you are actively dealing with this aspect of yourself based upon it being awoke. So I, what I, like I said, what I learned is a very good practice to get into as long as you have an agenda. If you have no agenda, then it's some good exercise, and you're going to see somebody showing you how to do it with very fly ankles, <laughs> which is still worth it. You know what I'm saying? It's still worth it. But if you have an agenda with this, this could be another technique just like sitting there breathing, sitting there meditating or whatever. So I would say get with her, go to her website, see what's what, you know what I'm saying, see how it go, see how it flow. And um, I think you'll I think you'll be uh, surprisingly uh, pleased uh, with these results, you know what I'm saying, surprisingly pleased. Yeah, one of the things I'm starting to do is to incorporate a lot more of the um, direct, some of the older tantric meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, not stuff I've, not really stuff I've learned in books, um, but mm-hmm. in other ways. So, when dealing with Shakti, especially in her Kali aspect, um, there's a set of particular energies that are part of Kali that you can mm-hmm. use to work through each chakra with ease. And not only does it have mundane benefits, so that will, you know, actively work through your stuff on the physical plane, but it also taps into the spiritual aspects and some of these so-called occult powers. So, and mm-hmm. I, I can personally attest to the effectiveness and the swiftness of how these energies work once you mm-hmm. actively um tap into them. So there's different aspects of Kali people don't really talk about. They're mm-hmm. called the Ten Wisdom Goddesses, the Mahavijas. Right. I've been working with them right. a lot, um, you know, on the, on the microcosm level. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a whole lot of that that, I, that I'm starting to, I guess, share with folks in terms of meditation techniques mm-hmm. um, as well as sound. I know you did a show probably a couple of months ago on sound. Yeah, and that's a very, very, yeah, very important part of, of yoga too. Mm, right. Very important aspect of kundalini. And I know, yeah, I know you told me you was working on something with uh, uh, some particular uh, meditations and frequencies that you're going to have very soon. Yeah, yeah, still not ready yet in the works. But um, yeah. what happens with sound, and I, I know you talked about this, is it speaks there's a resonance. So it speaks mm-hmm. to the cells in your body and it wakes the kundalini up. 
and it and it still has that heat to it because Shakti likes heat. So mm-hmm. it'll activate that internal fire through the sound, through the resonance, to actually help raise the kundalini and also burn through the chakras. So whatever issues people are having in those particular chakras, Kali is excellent for working in the root because she dissolves the ego. She's still the primordial, in that primordial form, it can help you work through anything you're trying to burn up, burn out in the root chakra. But the rest of those goddesses also have, are part of those stepping stones and can help you work Mm -hmm. through those things and really take care of everything. Okay, sounds good. So you say you've been working with the Ten Mahavadayas? My Vijas, yes. Okay. Yep. Nice. Nice. Very, very nice. Let's see if we're going to put on Visa, see if she got a question. My girl, Visa. Visa, get your shit together. <laughs> What's up? Should you got a question for Courtney? Yeah, Courtney, I've experienced spontaneous kundalini a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you handle kriyas? Well, kriyas are actually um, the exercises, the mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the physical exercises, which are the asanas. The asanas are the physical postures, but a kriya can actually be a meditation technique mm-hmm. that works with a specific chakra, um, or it's a series of exercises that you're doing for a particular purpose. So it could be for, let's say, the sacral chakra or the heart chakra. We can do a, we can do a kriya that actually works on the heart chakra or the crown chakra. So a kriya itself is actually an exercise either by itself or a set of exercises. Okay, okay. I was referring to, like, when you have a spontaneous kundalini rising, it's like... Um, the contortion of the body. Right. Do a lot of people experience that, or? Yeah, um, and it's it's because a lot of times, like I mentioned, it's not rising through that central channel. Mm-hmm. The sashumna is actually going through those outer channels. When you look at the symbol for Kundalini, you see those two snakes intertwined mm-hmm. around the caduceus in the middle. Mm-hmm. Those two snakes actually represent Ida and Pingala. So. When kundalini is rising through those instead of that central channel, that's a lot of times when you'll experience the discomfort um, or the pains and things of that nature because that central channel has to be cleared out first. Okay. So you recommend, like, if so to clear out those central chakras first in the kundalini, you would say just start out with the exercises. Is that how that clears it out or how... Do you start at, like, if for in my case, and having that? Yeah, the, um, mm-hmm. the yoga, the yoga will help with that. That's the that's the purpose of doing the yoga. But it, like I said, with with Kundalini yoga, it may just not be the physical exercises alone. The breathing exercises will help work with that too. Whether you do them solely or you do them collectively, you know, with the mantras and the asanas. So you definitely need to do the exercises to clear out the channels. That's the first thing, and that's the first focus um, for any beginner student is to start clearing out that central channel. Otherwise, nothing's going to be able to flow freely. 
and you'll get you'll just be stuck in whatever chakra you're stuck in, whether it's the root chakra, the Manipur, which is your solar plexus, whichever one it is, your kundalini is just going to stay there, or it'll go up and come back down, which which is what happens to a lot of people too. Yeah, I have to go up and come back down in the heart chakra, but my body contorted so bad I couldn't control it. Like, you know, like my feet actually look like it's going to touch the middle of my back. Yeah, it's, I was it's, holding back. I mean, it's just a lot of times, like, That's I can funny. look at a person and tell what the problem is, but uh-huh. more than likely it's, it's that central channel. You have you uh-huh. have knots and blockages in there. Mm-hmm. But also if you if you clear in that channel, which is another experience I had, it's also bliss. Like, everything was just sparkly, beautiful, morning, light. It was just... I was in bliss. Right, but it was temporary, wasn't it? Yeah, very, very. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was temporary. It was temporary. It wasn't. It wasn't that long. Right. It was long right. as I could hold the attention, but I couldn't. I I couldn't manage to keep it that long. Yeah, it's that's part of it too. It's just like I said. It, it's almost like Shakti's waking up and giving Shiva, blowing him a kiss, but she's going back home. Mm-hmm. So there's not really anything. Um, because there's so many things in the way mm-hmm. in that in your astral body, I'm not even going to speak to. You'll feel it in the physical body because it's attached yeah, to the physical it. body. But this is mm-hmm. this is an astral thing. When it comes to the chakras, it's an astral thing. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of times when let's say someone has a limb that's been cut off, they'll still feel pain where that limb used to be. Mm-hmm. Because it's the astral. That's at work, and then all the chakras and nerves, the nadis that are connected to that part of the body. So you're gonna to have to. It's a lot of astral work that you need done to help. Okay, so, so the actual, the actual of um, kundalini rising through the body and coming to the top, to, through the crown chakra. It, would that be the revelation that you often see depicted of the the large cobra snake? That's exactly yeah. what it means. That picture of Shiva with um, he has a snake coiled around his neck but he also has one on his third eye. So that represents him achieving. Well, he's the ultimate. <laughs> he's the ultimate. He's everything, you know, in, in a lot of the lore. So that's exactly what that snake represents, the ascension, the complete oh, okay. supreme consciousness. He he represents supreme consciousness, but that's what that snake symbolizes. So, yeah. oh, okay. okay. Well, that was my two experiences because the, the, the second time was the actual – a huge snake, but it wasn't like oh, it's like over my, over me, in front of me, and in front of me while I was looking at this snake, huge, huge snake. But like I said, I still had the kriyas, but this is spontaneous. I'm not doing any kind of. It just happened. I wasn't doing any kind of exercises or anything, so I was like, I kind of shied away from doing exercises because of the kriyas. Well, I, um... I didn't like the contortions. I didn't like that that um that part of it and the sound. There's often a sound too. I don't hardly hear people talk about the sound. That's correct. That's correct. Um especially when and you usually get the sound when something in the heart chakra's been been oh. um, tapped into. So it may sound like a flute, it may sound like a bell. Um okay. there's other types of sounds but that's usually associated with tapping into the heart chakra. Okay. So, yeah, you're correct. Well, that makes sense. 
because I had the heart thing before, and then the second time I heard the sound. That's when you heard it? Yeah, the second time when I saw the snake, that's when I heard the sound. I didn't have the sound the first time. The first time was just the bliss. The second time was a snake with the sound, but mine sounded like maybe bees or... uh, Yeah, bees is common too, the humming and the bees. That's, That's another big, big common one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I have no more questions. But okay, you all also talking to the mythology part, so that's good. We're going to be doing this lecture coming up for Brother Panic. So. Yeah, that's right. If y'all missed it, let me give you the info on this lecture real quick. <clears throat> it's done by my girl Visa, the one you heard on the phone just now from a culturally speaking, a culturally speaking <laughs> location at the Masonic Lodge at 3... 20 South Florida Avenue. That's in Bartow, Florida, 33830. This will be November 12th, so coming up this second week in November. That's a Saturday, November 12th, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., or until they kick us out. The name of the lecture, The Power of Myth. I'm going to go in on the science of the myth. We're going to explore Every aspect of it. The lecture is just $25 to get in. If you're in the Florida area, bring your ass to the seat. Bartow is, is, is one of those cities, cities that's less than an hour from a few of the cities in Florida. Orlando and uh, Visa told me a whole long list of people who can get to Bartow from their location quite easy. So I need your asses there, Florida. Yeah, $25 to get in. Live. If you can't come live, you can also always get on the webinar. So we got you covered there, too. And Webinar, like $25. You can contact Visa for the links and the info. Her phone number is 863-354-1165. That's 863-354-1165. You can also email her. V-I-S-E-W-E-S-I at gmail.com. V-I-S-E-W-E-S-I at gmail. There you can find out any info you need, and you can also find out about the webinar, how to sign up. So for all y'all who are too far to make it to Florida, you're always welcome to join in at the webinar. Get Get this information live and direct. This shit is going to be on fire. So this is November 12th, 7 p.m. until 11 p.m. at the Masonic Lodge, 320 South Florida Avenue, Bartow, Florida, 33830. So bring your asses there, son. There. And there will be no kicking out because we got a lodge however long, all night. There's no kicking out. We good. So we're looking forward to it. Like I said, it's the reason why, too, we're so excited about this because having Panic in Florida, that close to Disney World, if y'all don't know him, he is so into everything, Peter Pan, Harry Potter, all that Disney shit is here. <laughs> so we're going to try to just overload him <laughs> with all of that kind of stuff. So we're looking forward to seeing what he's going to do and how this spirit's going to turn out for this um, lecture. We're just excited about that. So oh, yeah. It's going to be on, and, and like I said, I had deep conversations with uh, uh, Visa, and now we're talking about just going to whatever city we want to go to. So we've been talking about Chicago, 
where Minnesota and all that good shit is over there. You know what I'm saying? You know, California, where we can get hit some, you know, wherever. Sky's the limit. Y'all let us know where y'all want us to show up, and we can show up now. Because I got my girl Visa handling shit. You know what I'm saying? The next one we think about is Philly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Philly, New York, Jersey, and Connecticut definitely could hit. But you see, I, you don't, I don't play. I take shit to Rhode Island. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. Go wherever we need to go. So yep. let's look forward to that. We just do whatever, whatever we need to do. We don't have to wait. So if you need, there's a group on Facebook, Visa's group. Y'all need to sign up to find out what's going on. It's a culturally speaking OCC. U-L-T-U-R-A-L-L-Y speaking. It's like culturally, but acculturally. Acculturally. Don't you get it? Acculturally speaking. So go check out the group, you know what I'm saying, and uh, you'll be able to catch up on what's coming on. You know, you'll always be able to be informed. Or in the group, you can put what city you may want us to show up at and we get enough. I'm sure Visa will make it happen. But for now, no. so y'all got Florida. my information. If you want Panic to come to your town, just hit me up in my email. You got my number. You can also text me at that number, call me, and then we'll work out the details. Sounds like a plan. So the next event is November 12th in Florida, 320 South Florida Avenue, Bartow, Florida, 33830. Bring your asses. Only $25. Y'all niggas, man, y'all can't lose with that shit. Give a call. 863-354-1165 or email V-I-S-E-W-E-S-I at gmail.com. Nigga, what more can you ask for? What more can a nigga ask for? All right. Let's get back to fly ankles. My man, my girl, drunk sis, knew the reference to what fly angles is. Let's see if drunk sis is on the phone. But she says she's enjoying this lecture. So if she's on the phone, we gonna get her. I don't. I don't think it's not looking that good. I think drunk sis is in the chat room today. It's not looking that good. What What else could you tell us about? Kundalini yoga. Then we going we gonna go go to our girl Tiffany after this. Ask her a question. See what she got. Um, I don't know. I think it's one of the things, and I know that you teach this too. Is just people becoming um adept at talking to these energies and dealing with these energies as part of themselves. You'll see that reference in your book and other books that there are deities connected. Mm-hmm. to um, all these places in within the chakra system and within the body, period, no matter what right. pantheon, no matter what pantheon it is. So part of your techniques, um, whether you take a class with me or you do your own work, you should be forming almost an altar within yourself, within your mind, to become these energies and work through those chakras. So like I said, Kali's in the root chakra. So you need to become Kali to work through whatever issues you have in the root. Right. Um, Ganesha, Lakshmi, who any, and it doesn't even have to be the Hindu energies. It can be any of the other ones too. 
just becoming comfortable right. enough with that to get through your human stuff, get through the emotional blocks that are sitting in that system. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's a good idea to work with the energies connected to them as well. makes a lot of sense because you want to try it because by calling them on their deified name, you're, you're actually referring to the higher aspect, not the human aspect of these concepts that are in you. Right, and that's what the purposes of the mantras are for. Right. So when you're chanting those mantras, you're actually activating those energies and those sounds resonate with those chakras and with the cells in your body, with your blood, mm-hmm. to be able to do the work in your astral body and your physical body. So sound is important mm-hmm. when you do nice. this work. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Let me see if Tiffany got a question. Yo, Tiffany from Detroit, what up, son? Peace, panic, peace, pandemonium family. This is an awesome, awesome show. Oh, my oh, God. Hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> Likes oh, to hear man. that. This is Tiffany from Detroit, my fairy queen, or one of the fairy queens on the planet. So you have any questions for Courtney? I do, I do. I will definitely be getting in touch with you, Miss Courtney, because um, the, I'm writing the book, and um, I'm definitely going to do this kundalini yoga I've been practicing Raja yoga and meditation, and okay. my spirit is just begging for more. What I really wanted to know was, what do you think about this Bikram yoga, that hot yoga? Um, what What is your opinion on that? Um, I know Bikram yoga is uh, was based on a business decision, not to take away from the techniques or him being a master, but um, that whole system of hot yoga was designed to um, make the body more flexible. That's what the heat does. It makes your muscles more pliable, mm-hmm. um, which works for some people. I haven't tried it, so I don't know how much of the spiritual aspect is actually worked into the system. Um, I know for the physical part, that's a huge focus. So if you can handle being in a heated room um, for 90 minutes or whatever the time is, you know, go for it, but just make sure you're getting something spiritual out of it. I asked, I asked your opinion because I did it, and I passed out, and they had to call the ambulance. And yeah. I didn't feel anything spiritual. It was strictly cardio, and they were just pushing you through these poses, and everybody, right. I just love Bikram yoga. It is horrible. And well, it, yeah. Bikram yoga is actually, um, that's a copywritten you know, everything you find in those classes are um, protected under copyright law, intellectual property laws. So mm-hmm. they're very big on keeping that system within the group, um, mm-hmm. keeping it flowing as a business. And like I said, I don't want to knock it because it's still a form of yoga. However, in terms of the spiritual aspect of it, I'm not so sure how that's working for people. And if you don't know, Physically, if you're able to handle it, like your experience, then you really shouldn't be practicing it because okay. how much of it is going to affect your ability to raise your kundalini? A lot of the teachers out there don't even focus on awareness. They just mm. send you through the poses so that, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. can put your knee on your forehead or <laughs> behind your neck, you yeah. know, and all that other cute stuff. With, yep. I don't, I don't teach that way. And the first thing I tell students is, um, I don't have body attachment. So if you're coming to me, you know, trying to do whatever to make your body look better, 
it's I'm probably not the teacher for you because that's not my focus. And like Absolutely. I said earlier, that'll be a byproduct. It'll be a bonus thing, you know, that mm-hmm. um, you can work out the kinks. You got a slimmer figure. You, your gut goes away. Whatever happens, um, that's a bonus of it. But it's not the focus because I don't yeah. need, I don't have to have anybody stand on their damn head to raise their <laughs> kundalini. I can tell you that right now. Just, oh God, I, I you don't it. need to do it. I can teach a whole yeah. class. I could teach a year's worth of classes with everybody just sitting down, mm-hmm. and you'll still make progress with your kundalini because the focus is always going to be the spine, and it's always going to be raising that energy. Yes. So Absolutely. You the bomb. Oh, my. Everybody should be just sitting there in awe because this show is the business. Please and thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you so I much do. for coming. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Very, very nice, very nice. When two beautiful ladies have a chat, very, very <laughs> nice. Very, very, very nice. Thank you, Uh Tiffany, where can people get your stuff? Um, you can email me at Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-N-I, the word messenger at yahoo.com, and I will shoot you the link to my Etsy store, and you can purchase um, the fairy, whipped fairy butter. Um, I have a new rosemary and frankincense fairy butter, and mm. um, I have some um, some stuff coming um, with the um, uh, fairy spider web. Panic, I'm going to send you and Khadijah something. I want to know, do you want me to combine yours, or y'all want separate ones? Uh, no, le- separate. Make it <laughs> nice. Very, very nice. All right. Very nice. All right. I now you can make it separate, I guess. But she she okay. uses it at her own pace. Okay. I'll be done put that shit in the room and be done housed it. So you <laughs> gotta okay, make it nice. Very, very nice. Got you, got you. Very, very nice. All right, Tiff, thanks for the question. Right. Peace Thank you. Brother Alaya. Peace to Brother Alaya, Peter Cole and D Saxy and Brother Dane. Uh, Thea Grant and everybody else. I, if I didn't remember your name, I still love y'all. I know you do, you sweetheart. <laughs> Sweet thing, yeah. Peace, Miss Courtney. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Tiff, peace. All right, now, peace. All right. All right, my girl Tiff, the fairy queen. All right, so this Kundalini yoga seems to be a little bit popular with the ladies here. They kind of like him. We're going to see me, if I see anybody else I know, keep it rolling. Where's this, this this nigga? I know what nigga we need to talk to. This nigga been talking a whole bunch lately. Where he at? We find my nigga. Where my nigga at? This nigga, nigga, nigga here. Peace to Eleanor Wesley. What's going on, sis? How you doing? This nigga ain't in there. This nigga ain't on the line no more. Oh, that is, now I remember who Ava is. Keep asking me when his class coming. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. He just paid last week. It's coming. It's coming. So we got Fly Ankles in the building. Tell us the origin of the name Fly Ankles. <laughs> that is from a Ghostface Killer song. It's a lyric. No doubt. 
So you need to tell everybody how gangster you are. What's the, what, what music are you listening to? Are you, you an R&B fan? I listen to everything. Don't try to... Don't, no, no, no. <laughs> you used to come over here listening to straight gutter. You know what I'm saying? ODB all day. Rap is my favorite, but I listen to everything. So Ghostface is in my top three favorite. You hood. Who's number two? Well, I didn't say he was number one. I just said he was in the top three. So it's Rakim, Nas, and who's number one? Yeah, Rakim, Nas, and Ghostface. You rapper. You ain't say music soul child. (laughs) I don't hear that up there. Jaheem. No, that's okay. You see what I'm saying? You you a hood, son. You're 100% kundalini. Anybody raising kundalini needs to be hood. Anybody raising kundalini better say rock him. Better say Nas, which ironically, you, you pretty much name some of my tops right there, too, though. Nas, Ghost, Redman. Redman is sick, though. I know you're feeling red, man. Yeah, greedy bitches. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. You know I had to bump that in your car. Greedy bitches is a classic. The hoes ate the Oreos. <laughs> That's a classic. Ghost and red. Red and meth. Sick. KRS one. It took years, but actually... Elijah got me on that shit. Like, more of his shit now. Because, you know, I'm from the bridge, so, you know, that bridge is over. I took that personal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Shan shouted me out on the record. Larry laughed third, least not last. And then this nigga goes, get your homeboy off the crack. So I took that shit as a personal insult. But then Elijah kept playing some of the new shit he's doing. I'm like, oh, shit, you can't deny that shit. Then the ridiculousness of it all, real niggas may know, MC Shan tried to get at Chaos one recently. Please tell me you heard. Oh, I played that for no. you. Oh, no. Shan embarrassed herself. Because he said, you know, he keep telling everybody that he took me out, but we really ain't battled. You know what I'm saying? He made a record. I made a record. Marley told me to stop. But me and he ain't really take me out. Then he was saying these rhymes. Karis one did one minute on this nigga. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. If you wasn't a fan before, you definitely would be a fan. And that nigga said, technically, I didn't take you out. It was the crack that did it. Just that line alone was devastating. Oh, he went through that nigga. Niggas from the hood was calling me going, you heard that shit? Shane always sucked, man. I never was into that nigga quiet as kept. All that fucking, yeah, all that funny shit, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Wu-Tang is ill, you know what I'm saying? Niggas writing drunk sisters like Jizza. Uh, who else, you know what I'm saying? Um, ODB, yeah, you know that shit. Right. You said Ultra Magnetic. <laughs> I get it in concept with Stella. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Cool> do that? <laughs> Ultra Magnetic. <laughs> Phil said, Ultra Magnetic. I can understand the guys. The cool keeper's an ill metaphysical nigga. Word is born. One time, this nigga, I was walking. There's Delancey Street in New York. Used to go to Delancey Street. You buy your shit.
shit, but they used to have these shops. You could walk in, put on your pants, get fitted, and they would uh, tailor them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, your jeans don't always, especially back before they had all the Sean John shit, you had to get your shit tailored. You know what I'm saying? All them Gap jeans and shit never fit like white people. So I went down. It was like fucking 6 in the morning. I'm getting this shit done for the night. Seen cool Keith. He said, hey, buddy, what's going on? He was like, what's up? He said, what's your name? I was like, yeah, panic. Yeah, this nigga stood there and talked to me for about two hours. What? I don't remember. And I was like, look, I got to go get my pants in. I'll walk with you. Walk. And then, like, you in that booth getting naked, changing. He just said, oh, okay, panic. I think I'm going to go now. I think it got weird for him. <laughs> then two years later, I go to 42nd Street. I walk in the porno store. Cool Keith is in there. This nigga said, what's up, Panic? <laughs> he remembered. I said, come on, nigga. We in a porno store. I'm not about to stand in this motherfucker <laughs> and just chop it up with you. He's like, yeah, nigga. What's been going on? Like, this nigga is really gone. Like, that shit ain't no act. Y'all got to look up some Cool Keith. I think it's called a 98-year-old refrigerator. He's just dropping signs. He's like, look. Your friends always want to come to your house and eat. So the first thing I did, you got to buy an old refrigerator, the 98-year-old refrigerator. He said, then you got to buy shit that they don't want to eat. He said, see, when you get all them sodas like Sprite, they're going to go through that. He said, you got to get seltzer water. <laughs> just stock it. He said, but you can't just get it. You got to learn to like it. <laughs> he said, you got to learn to really like seltzer water. Then he, he said, then you got to get cake that nobody eats, like Oak Ridge cake. <laughs> he said, like shit that your grandmother has, Oak Ridge cake. He said, shit got like sunflower seeds in it, <laughs> peanuts. He said, you just got to really learn to like this. But he's saying it, and he's dead ass serious when he's saying this shit. It's the funniest shit in the world. When I seen this, I said, this nigga is really not there. And the other one said, he used to be at Bobby Lectures and everything. These niggas are real metaphysicians. I remember when they dropped their first joint um, that off a of substitution. I remember they came to, I remember he came to Marley's crib. It was me, Marley, Coogee Rap, um, Craig G, and Coogee Rap just finished recording this a demo. He's still around. Uh, Coogee Rap just finished recording. It's a demo. Cool uh, Keith came through with his record. Marley put it on because Marley was on the radio. That boof, boof, it, boof, boof, it, it can, it can get down. We was like, oh, shit, this is fire. Then halfway through, he's like, this shit get boring as fuck. You know what I'm saying? As a mother comes to film the film, the promises. He was like, but that big, that's why niggas used to cut that beginning. Party people in the place to be. It's the ultra magnetic MCs. That shit was fly. But, uh, yeah, that nigga's really weird like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, somebody said, Reese's, I saw it on YouTube. It's good, though. The Oak Ridge cake, yo. It's called a 98 year old refrigerator. Just look at that shit. Or a 100 year old refrigerator. By cool Keith. He's wild, kid. Wow. Yeah, so I know she fly ankles right over here. You know what I'm saying? I know she and she be listening to hard shit. I be trying to stomp her out. And I had still be bopping. Now after the yoga, we used to go get lunch. Go to she's cool with it. 
See, nobody would take me to every store. If I if I don't love Courtney for no other reason, I love she would stop at every fucking store. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like 35 stores. Stop here, Courtney. Stop. I got to get a fish. Stop here. You know what I'm saying? I need cantaloupe, nigga. Stop here. Oh, shit. You seen that? Let's stop. She'd be like, all right. Boom, boom. She was just down the hang. You know what I'm saying? Down the hang. That's my girl. She's good people. But then I would put on that hip shit. I was like, I want you to check this shit out. Greedy bitches. Greedy, greedy bitches. She's like, yeah, yeah, nigga. Let that ride. <laughs> Gangster, know what I'm saying? She texts me one day by mistake. Yeah, nigga, I'm at this Woo concert. What's up, nigga? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she you know why niggas need to hear this shit? Because every yoga motherfucker I ever met is cornier than a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I can't give that to Courtney. She is not corny. She's a real-ass nigga, too. She know how to speak that kundalini shit. She's dignified now. But she know how to, she know how to chop it up, you know what I'm saying? She's still she's still vegetarian though. No cheese on her pizza, like you know what I'm saying. Got mine without cheese, but I I learned to live with that. <laughs> I learned to live with that one. But yeah, she's she's a hardcore rapper too. Know what I'm saying? Hardcore. Know what I'm saying? Yo, the hoes ate the Oreos. I play that for you, drunk sis, when you come over on the uh, 29th. Let's see who else is in the building. We got another Kundalini Yoga question. Now, on a physical level, what can I expect from Kundalini Yoga? Because we still are in the physical form. So, what kind of things could I expect? And was that just? Uh, uh, I know you said good-looking body and and you know all of those things, but talking about health-wise, let's just say. Yeah, um, I want to focus so much on the body part, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but. Well, as a side effect, you were talking about like what a right. let's get a little bit more details because I mean we we still have this vehicle because pretty much I got into it just for the exercise aspect of it, and I was a little bit surprised of the potential pretty much of spirituality, especially for someone who hasn't been tapping into these levels. How it does start the action, you know what I'm saying? You're still gonna have to do things as you pointed out to maintain this particular consciousness. But it is a way to actually know what to go for because a lot of what I had to deal with was actually maybe tapping in once or twice, then holding on to the memory of what that energy was to be able to focus and meditate and have at least a place to go. So for me, it was for the body. My body was being neglected based upon uh, all this spiritual work for all these years. So I will be I will be the one to say you're not raising up the body as is the be all the end all, but you can't just neglect it while you're having experience in it because it's all cute and it's all spiritual right. till you get a fucking neck ache and you can't sleep though. Right. Um, Shit becomes well, real fucking regular real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know your rents do ain't nobody trying to meditate on shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. Well, as you. At probably remember going through some of the creas and the exercises, I always point out what system this is working on. So let's say this, there may be a kriya or an asana that improves digestion mm-hmm. um, or increases your flexibility in the legs. Um, digestion, actually, you know, you have your, a whole entire separate immune system in your digestive tract. 
So mm-hmm. in the abdomen. So just working in that section of the body helps mm-hmm. improve your helps to improve your overall health, your resistance to disease, your immune system. When you're doing yoga, you're also working with the lymphatic system. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I always tell you to drink water. Drink water because you're flushing out toxins. Mm-hmm. Those things are being flushed out of your lymphatic system most of the time. Mm. So, um, anytime you're doing any of this work, whether it's the breathing exercises or the asanas, it is actually going to affect your endocrine system, and it's also going to affect your organs. Mm-hmm. So, your kidneys, you know, your liver. There are um, poses that will detox your liver. Mm-hmm. Poses that'll um, help to heal your kidneys specifically. I can, do, you know, I can build sets just around particular um, problem areas. So if you know you're having liver issues, I can build a set around your liver. Gotcha. Or if you're having, you know, chest issues, lungs, you know, you have weakness in certain parts of the body or certain organs. You know, we can build sets around that. We still have to balance it out because the other thing with yoga is you don't want to focus just on one part of the body. You can't just do all the work in the chest or all the work in the heart center. Mm -hmm. You have to balance it with the other part of the body as well. So um, it does work in terms of healing and, and again, detoxifying the system. That's why sometimes when you're finished class, you may feel like the mucus building up in your chest or in right. your throat, like all that stuff is coming up and coming out. Mm-hmm. So you're you're essentially flushing things out of the body and making a um, the space more comfortable for that stuff to get out, especially in the mm-hmm. digestive tract. That's a big one because everything needs to be moving out properly right. the way that it should waste-wise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Talk about that lion's breath. That shit. You, you, I think that's what it was called. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's um. That's lion pose. It's a deep. It's a straight up detoxifying, um, kriya. Uh, you can probably it does the blood, so it'll detox the blood. It detoxes the body, and you can feel the taste. You can taste it on your tongue. Right. Um. When stuff comes up. So <clears throat> yeah, that's what I noticed. Like that particular breath. Not to mention, it's not a bad sight that pose looking to my right. <laughs> <laughs> it made that, I was like, oh, we're going to do lion breath today. Ooh. That's another thing. Y'all niggas probably just want to get this. Y'all, y'all won't be, it, it won't not be a, a, a bad sight. I promise your ass to get these, to get these uh, goddamn sessions. You know, Courtney's a, one of them top tens. You know what I'm saying? She's a whole tap queen. <laughs> She's a whole tap queen. So uh, y'all might shit. Y'all, y'all will not be disappointed. <clears throat> she got the moves, son. The moves. But it's not a bad person to do yoga with. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. Not in the least. Yeah, but that lion pose was good because, yeah, like you said, I, you could taste the toxins on your tongue, you know, come out. And, um, you know, a lot of, you know, just the fire breath and, and, and that little plank pole shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, you really feel a different kind of way. Like, it started strengthening my core. A lot of shit, you know, I wanted to focus a lot on kidney work. So a lot of them stretches, man, that, that's, that cobra, what's that standing pose where you stand back? What's that shit? 
what you talking about, back bend? Uh, uh, well, you're standing straight up and you're leaning all the way back. Yeah, that's just a back bend, that's all. Ooh, uh, that motherfucker right there, that shit started uh, opening my kidneys and my lower back pains started going away. It was a back stress that I just didn't, never know exists. Same as, it's like standing up doing the cobra. Right. The only shit that I, I still to this day do not understand what the fuck it does <laughs> is that cat cow shit. He's <laughs> doing a thousand of them. I mean, I was coping with it because that shit was like rest. So I was like, oh, hey, he's about to rest. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what's the cat cow? Is, 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 I think it was just a spine stretch, wasn't it? It is, but it's also a root chakra exercise. So, um, right, okay. It opens that up, and it'll help, you know, for men, it'll help that whole sacral region, the prostate area for women. It mm-hmm. helps with um, with the sacral region as well, so your sex organs, basically. If you have, for women, if you have cramps, um, anything else going on in that area, it helps right. to, to heal, you know, and to, you know, really focus on that. And, again, you know, most of us, if you've been studying this, you know that all the chakras are connected to the endocrine system. So you're also dealing with your hormones and adrenal glands and things of that nature when you're doing a lot of this work as well on the physical level. Right. Nice. What about that eagle pose we used to do? Let's talk about some of the poses. That was a good one. That's another one I enjoyed, that uh, with the two thumbs in the air. Yeah, that's um, that's an aura. So there are uh, kriyas and poses that deal with the aura. So you can purify the aura, strengthen it, magnetize it, repel with the aura. Um, mm-hmm. There's different sets of exercises just for the aura, and eagle is one of those. There's kriyas that will attract prosperity. Right. Um, there's some that will attract, you know, love, if you're looking for the external kind of love. There, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's something for everything, just like apps. There's an app for that. You know, there's a <laughs> there's a pose right. or there's a career for that. Mm, nice. Right. Nice. What are some of the other ones you recommend, some of the other poses that are pretty much famous or a or, or, or favorite of yours? What's your favorites? Um, Eagle is one of them, definitely. I'm trying to think. Um, plow pose. That's one. We we don't really do that one, but that's a good one because it works all the chakras up to the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the ones that have to do with the aura. So we done, we used to do what, besides the eagle, we did the chest fly, we do some of the shoulder exercises, any of those that would purify the aura, the, aura, the crisscross, you know, those types of things. Um those are probably among my favorites. Mm-hmm. Right. Nice. And your your crow squats. <laughs> Say that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kill people. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> the squats. Yeah, that was very nice. Very very nice. The crow squats. Very very nice. I like that a lot. Very very nice. All right, let's see if we can find somebody else with a question. Why you got any questions coming up in your head, brother? Hold on, let me uh, unplug you. Let me plug you back in the game. And you're on. 
right. Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess I, I really didn't have any questions. Definitely, uh, at this point, I think you know you've thoroughly, you know, gone through a lot of stuff that I had questions about. In fact, you answered questions that I wanted to ask, especially when you addressed prana being different than kundalini energy, which is dope. So I definitely was going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can I can add on to the prana thing too. Um, you know, being that that's the life force energy, you'll find it not only in humans, but also in plants and animals. So a lot of times when you see those pictures or videos or read about those yogis that used to get buried in sand or walking on nails or whatever it is, um, what they're doing is actually pulling prana from the environment to be able to sustain themselves for weeks or months at a time without any food or water. Um, and that's something that you have access to. We all do. That's why doing yoga isn't the only way to raise kundalini. You can do it just by pranayama alone. You can do it through herbs because herbs contain prana Mm -hmm. that will tap into that energy for you. And we've all probably, (laughs) we've all probably had experiences with that, Brother Panic. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But But herbs and everything contain prana. Not kundalini, but prana. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, nice. yeah, those actually are kind of what we were talking about, too, about in terms of miraculous feats. Right. Um, you know, because we see those yogis them being hung and by pins and uh, put in boxes, uh, uh, cut off their breathing, and, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, so many different ways. Uh, 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 ways, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, some you know. of that is the consciousness, and the, but a lot of it just has to do, especially with the not eating and not drinking for weeks at a time. That's just a pranayama thing, and you're they're so advanced that they store it in their system, so they can pull from it, but they can also store it within the body and within the astral body to be able to sustain themselves. Because really. If your astral body is going, you're not you're not an you're nothing at all, right? Your right. body's not going to be animated, right? You're dead. So it's just being advanced, working with that astral body. So the prana will help you with that. Ah, nice, very nice, right. very very nice. So yeah, that's cool. So like you said, all of those. Uh, uh, um, techniques, they're just learning how to... In, well, their idea is that uh, everything's connected, that type of mentality. Right. That we're all connected, we're all one, and 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 so they're, they're, sh- they're showing you that they are that tree, they are the earth, they are these things by being able to sustain themselves like those things. Exactly. As opposed to how narrow human... A concept of what it is we need and feed off it to survive. Right. So it's very, very nice. Very nice indeed. All right. Let's see what else we got going on. Uh, we gonna see if we got anybody. Well, you know, you could also speak about anything you want to talk about with it. Any other things that come up? Because I remember you were telling me about the mythology. Well, let me ask you about this. Mm-hmm. 
this thing called comedic yoga that everyone's so excited about, <laughs> where does that fit on fit into the grand scheme compared to an ancient technique, or is this comedic yoga also an ancient technique? Um, I think, that, and I, this is my limited or non-experience with it, I think it's the same techniques, just different names for the postures and the poses to be able to okay. appeal to appeal to folks that a want newer, to go to... A newer, right, a newer. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, have you, and you haven't tried this, uh, this, 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 uh, Kuntalini yoga, I mean, this, this Kometic yoga, no, because my spiritual experience hasn't really brought me to that, and some of the stuff that I get mm-hmm. comes channels and things like that don't come from that particular way or that system. Right. So right. Um, that's just what it is. I I'm not gonna knock it because I haven't tried it, but I think that's one of the newer systems. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure it's the same work mm-hmm. that's being done, just different titles and different names. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Let's see. Where we at with it? Who else is out here? We ain't got nobody out here that we can ask a question. Uh, let's keep it, let's keep it, uh. Do you got any questions, brother? I think we're all out of questions. Let's see. Anybody in the chat room got questions? We'll hang out. If not, we're going to say good night to everyone. Go ahead, Courtney. Tell them where they can reach you again. Um, My email address is mercurykundalini at gmail.com. The website is mercurykundaliniyoga.com. So you can hit me up either way. Um, mm-hmm. As I come up, come out with things, products, and things like that, I'll keep Panic updated. Right. The website always... updated. Right. Right. Thank you, Bradford, for putting up Courtney's information. Thank you. com or mercurykundalini at gmail. So hit her up. Like I said, she'll do techniques. And there's a lot of people out there, Ms. Courtney, who uh, write books. <laughs> so do you offer your services? You did an excellent job for me, hands down. Did an excellent job for Brother Elijah and has let God out, hands down. Is that something you offer to the general public? Um, in limited fashion. Uh, I'm kind of of busy. I'm writing so much right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So it depends on the size of the project, how much work is entailed with it. I'm happy to help if I can, even if it's just giving advice. Right. Um, Especially for people who are self-publishing, but I know the ins and outs of both ends. So not just self-publishing, if you're trying to go the traditional route, getting an Mm -hmm. agent or trying to get a book deal, I can give you advice on that too. So, All right, that sounds good. Just hit her up, Mercury Kundalini at gmail dot com or her website, Mercury 
KundaliniYoga.com. And you can go ahead and uh, if you're writing something, trying to write something, um, give her a shout-out and she'll see what she can do for you as well. Yep. Right. Unless anything you want to add or close out with? Um, no, I mean, if you have any questions about yoga or your kundalini or any chakra work, chakra issues, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to contact me with that as well. You know, I'm happy to talk people through stuff. I don't do hands-on healing and that kind of thing. But you but, do do, um, do do consultations. Yeah, I can do that. Certainly can. So you need a consultation on some advice about the chakras or how yoga could possibly help you personally before you do a session with her or somewhere in that area along those lines, she does consultations. So email her, hit her up at mercurykundalini at gmail.com or mercurykundaliniyoga.com to see if a consultation is something that's a right fit for you. Now, I mean... Yes, indeed. All right. So I think we about to call this a wrap, right, for the night. We good. We getting out of here early. About time. Peace and blessings. Thank you, Courtney, for being on the show, Miss Fly Anchors. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, in a few years, they might be cankles. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll see you on the 29th at the party cult today. Yep, yep, yep. And I think we out. People are saying it's a great lecture, so I'm sure we'll have you back when you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. You also have some children's books coming out, don't you? I have one that's already out. Um, the, rest of the rest of them that are sitting in the hard drive. So, well, t- Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Well, I write children's fantasy stories um, in the genre of myths, folk tales, fairy tales, things of that nature. So um, in between me freelancing for other folks, that's what I do. And hopefully I'll get published soon. I don't know if I want to self-publish yet or not, but I do have one self-published book on Amazon for young kids called Celebration Pie. So you have children... Celebration Pie is the name of the book. Um, P-I-E? P-I-E, yes. Celebration Pie. Excellent. Is it like to help the kids' self-esteem? No, it's just a regular old fairy tale type story. So, um, Better. So it's something, something from our perspective we can read to our kids. Definitely, definitely, yes. That's much needed. People are always asking me for something like that. All you hoteppers and hoteppets, <laughs> go and get that book. It, they can actually get it on your site as well? Well, no, it's an e-book available on Amazon Kindle. So if you have the Kindle app mm-hmm. or an actual Kindle tablet, then mm-hmm. you can purchase it directly through Amazon. So that's the only format that's on there that's available right now. Mm-hmm. And name of the book? Celebration Pie, and it's published under my pen name. So Which is? Triangles. Nope. <laughs> no, Core Callen. K-O-R-C-A-L-E-N. Okay. K-O-R-C-L-E-N? C-A-L-E-N. 
C A L E N, Callen, Core yep. Callen. All yep. right. And the name of the book? Celebration Pie. Celebration Pie. And this is a children's fairy tale made up directly by you on yep. some next level Harry Potter shit. You know what I'm saying? And I remember you reading some of this stuff and show you you got the illustrations that you were showing me and all of that in yeah, this one. Yeah, all of those are in the book. Yeah, all of those. Well, this is good. So this is actually something you can read to your kids. Yes. Feel comfortable about empowerment. Yep. Is it about the uh, good? Thanks, Bradford. You put the link up in the room. So y'all go ahead, and click on that link and help help a sister out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You will enjoy this something you can read to your kids. And uh, what's the story about? Um, it's about a family of goats, mm-hmm. and they go on an adventure. And there's a little lesson in there about um, listening to the child. So, <clears throat> over everybody else. Okay. So, yeah, it's just about a family that goes on an adventure, and they learn a lesson, and Not- they don't learn it till the end of the book. A bunch of baphomets. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up for the night. Wanna thank our guest, Miss Courtney Fly Ankles, Core Callen, K O R C A L E N, Miss Kundalini Yoga herself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell your kids I love them, and I'll see them soon. All righty. Tell your son congratulations on his college. Thank you. He won't be coming to the party, but thank you. Tell him I said he's a sucker MC. Yep. <laughs> That's all right. I catch him next time. He's he's feeling grown right now. He, he got is. his own dorm room. He's feeling like a G. I can't be mad at him. <laughs> Celebration pie time. Yep. He said, give you a shout. He said he got other plans, but to give you a shout. Um, I'm going to shout him back. Tell him I'm going to enjoy this delicious cooking, which he ain't going to enjoy anyway. He doesn't mess his <laughs> shit up anyway. All he can eat is goddamn cheeseless macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll pretend. I'm saying, got my girl coming anyway. All right, Courtney. Peace, blessings, thanks for coming on the show. And I'm sure we'll uh, talk to you soon as we do all our guests. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Peace and blessings, beloved. Hell chap. Peace. All right. That was my girl, Courtney, Fly Ankles. We be wrapping it up for the night, for the night, for the night, for the night. Where's my brother Elijah at? Let's get him in the building. I see no D Saxy tonight. Where's D Saxy? Oh, did I see a D? No, no D Saxy tonight. No P Nicole. What's good with that, Elijah? Well, I know there was a town meeting going on. What town meeting? They got to go to the goddamn meeting. You're in Texas. We go to the meeting to say hi. We hate niggas. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, but yeah, it is what it is. Town meeting. Town meeting. That shit must be important <laughs> in Texas. Fucking town meeting, nigga. 
What's better than Kundalini, Nick? No, I don't know. Another one for the books player. We're going to try to have my man Inf, the author, on the show next week. He already said he's down. I'm going to give him a call this week. He He got books. You know what I'm saying? He's a straight hustler. A queen okay. nigga. So, you know what I'm saying? He's been around. So, we're going to see what, what's good with him. Let him come on and drop. Drop it like it's hot. Sounds, sounds nice. I'm looking forward to that. Sounds like a big plan, brother man. So, remember, November 12th, I'll be in Florida. So, all you Floridian niggas, time to show up. All you niggas within the means, get your ass down there. We're going to make it fire, nigga. Gonna make it fire, nigga. Make it fire. Make it rain yeah, fire. Yeah, going to be on. I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah, that's going to be on. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be on, nigga. Come last week, this nigga lied. Took me to a strip club. <laughs> 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 he took me to a strip club, nigga. That's a whole nother show. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> hey if you in Atlanta and you ain't been to the strip club, something's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I took those words to heart. So soon as Khadija went out of town, I had a little free time on my hands and said, fuck it. Let's let's make it do what it do. So by the time we start making it do what it do, you know niggas run out of ideas real quick. And the only thing left be a strip club, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Go down the pins, nigga. I just hit the ATM first. And my son was like, oh, Penny, I knew you was just throwing all your ones. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't know me, nigga. I was was looking how to figure out how to get the ones off the floor, nigga. You know what I'm saying? How I'm going to get some of these (laughs) shits in without nobody saying, ooh, look at that nigga. He's taking all their ones. It was just a regular Atlanta strip club. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm posting up like we on the street corner. Niggas is in there with their, <laughs> you know, lies that 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 nigga that come home and just unloosen his tie and get a scotch on the rocks. <laughs> He's that nigga. So he in the strip club. He just know how to handle his business. He knew the sections and everything, the techniques. <laughs> the techniques. He knew the Hennessy and walked this area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I played the area where all the strippers take their ones in the back. You see all the traps. <laughs> just linked on that pool table and just said, "Okay, this is this is this is where the strippers walk by. This is like standing out on Bushwick Avenue or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Watching the hoes go by. I'm used to that. I'm used to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and they was definitely walking by. Yes, yeah, plenty of them. knows this technique. This nigga was like, "Watch this nigga." He take you to the hood strip. You know it's bad. When I told my son where I went, he's 23, and he said, oh, shit, that's the hood one. Like, he, my son goes to more quality ones. These bitches had bullet holes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's bad. So as I seen that sign, it said $5 dance. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> we in for it. Stripper came up to me and said, do you want a lap dance? I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> what? You know, it was your first exposure, so I got to work you up the ladder, bro. Or we got to the quality, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, we'll we'll reach the magic city. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's more to come. (laughs) Nah, just the way Khadija said, so you went to a strip club. Okay, you have fun. So the way that went, it's kind of like, I think that was it. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) <laughs> I think that I think that was my strip career is just like I'm glad like you said you got experience once you're in Atlanta once but this should be coming routine you know I'm saying because by the third time I'm I'm going you know I'm just gonna feel compelled to give a bitch a one you know what I'm saying and then it's gonna be better to see I could be this first trip. yeah like like you know you first get it you like I ain't giving these bitches shit. I'm saying, I'm keeping my forty dollars. <laughs> I walk in there with it. I'm, I'm I'm determined to spend a certain amount when I go there. Like, okay, yeah, I got this much that. in my pocket. Just one about to spend. Right. Nah, nah, I'm keeping my forty dollars. They already got enough out of me getting a. They got one Hennessy out of me tonight. I'm gonna sip this shit real slow. And then, like, by the time, the third time you go, fuck it. I got 10 for these hoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just going to wait to see who do the best poll work. And after you're like, well, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? She get the 10. And before you know it, you know what I'm saying, you're struggling with the gas bill at home. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that one stripper could do that one trick. <laughs> then you hooked. Oh, see, that's why you go in there with that budget, man. You You already... Whatever's in my pocket, that's when I can spend everything else. And, you know, it's not a. It's, I don't bring a card in with me. I can't go to the ATM. See, I, so, ain't, going, <laughs> I ain't going front. You got so many techniques. You know what I'm saying? You got so many. You got so many techniques, kid. So much systematic <laughs> stripper. <laughs> <laughs> so much systematic stripper etiquette. You know what I'm saying? So much. Landscape. <laughs> hey, you got to do it, man. Yeah, I ain't got mad to at do you it. Man. If you're gonna go, you might as well do it right. Cause I, I definitely ain't the nigga going there and blow my blow blow too much money. That just don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, fun, don't I don't care. I don't care what. I don't give a fuck what Ray J do on TV. I ain't spending nothing on no strippers, kid. Hell no. Nah. I'd rather go buy a porno. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather stay. I'd rather take that twenty and buy a porno, kid. Scream I hear that. It ain't. It ain't for everybody. I know. It, it really now, is. I, 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 truthfully, I could go and just do just like I did. Stand in and just watch ass move back and forth. I don't want to participate though. Like I don't want none of them hoes stepping, putting nothing on me. You know what I'm saying? You just was rubbing on some other niggas' dick. That's just, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I can't do it. I don't give a fuck what that bitch look like. Diamond from Players Club. Nah, bitch, you need to go wash up. You know what I'm saying? Plus, I just can't see it. Oh, if I looked at, uh, just in my mind, if if Khadija, if I'm doing that, and I, the first person I'm thinking about is Khadija. That motherfucker will kill my ass. What bitch is rubbing it? She don't, uh. Let me let me get a lie. Uh, let me get a lie back. You back? Yeah. Let me let me uh, get you back. Man, she'll kill my ass. She's like, so you went out with a liar, huh? What y'all end up doing? So I said, I'm coming clean with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, 
kind of hide this technique. I ain't got nothing to hide. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, we in, we intended on finding a, a club, so we went down to some shit, and it was real new. Niggas was all outside. Some music fest. Niggas was standing outside. Motherfuckers. Was, now that's a New York thing. I was, I could, I could, I could post up in the spot all night, and that be the night. That's not a Minnesota thing. Lines <laughs> like not. Then we go to this fucking bar. This shit was right out. I felt them. They were so. It was so fucking dirty, so dirty. I felt embarrassed for for them. They just kept walking by. There was drinks everywhere. I said, "Bitch, give me some wings and a fry, and a ginger ale." She came back with some hard ass wings. I said, "I can't." Yeah, drunk this. It was AC three. Yeah, it was terrible. 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 We just walked out. I, said, I ain't paying them nothing. Bounced. I said, fuck it, you want to just get a drink? Go across the street to this hillbilly bar. Them niggas like, the ache, you break your heart, and you're there, there. What y'all want to drink? Fuck it. You got Hennessy, nigga? And that nigga, Hennessy or whatever he's drinking, and me a black Russian. I said, fuck it. You want to go back to that little music fest? You already see the light bulb. I got it, nigga. How about a strip club? I said, nigga, I knew it was coming down to this. What else is going to come down to <laughs> What else is it going to be, nigga? I said, all right. I'm right. So what y'all wind up doing? Well, we did. You know, I went through the whole shit. I said, then we went to, oh, y'all went to a strip club. Mm-hmm. I said, first thing, you know, I just get this shit out the way. I ain't touch none of them hoes, and none of them hoes touch me. So, nigga, I know it. I ain't, I ain't got to ask, nigga. I know, nigga. I own you. Damn. She don't really care like that. Cause she should probably go to Magic City with me. She ain't going to the hood one. They just got bullet wound right in her ass. She's limping on the pole. <laughs> what happened to you? I got shot. <laughs> Where you get shot at? <laughs> in the club. <laughs> I'm like, damn. And I told my son, he said, oh, that's the ghetto club. I said, you heard of pins, nigga? He said, yeah, I ain't never went to that motherfucker. It's hood. Five dollar dance. <laughs> I said, you ain't see, you a nigga, you got you rich in your mind, nigga. Five dollar dance is what you should be looking for. You know what I'm saying? See, a like is a pro. He knows the climate and the etiquette in the budget stream. You know what I'm saying? You catch an attention for five dollars. Six dollars will get it bent over. <laughs> five dollars will get a conversation. <laughs> Six dollars, you know what I'm saying? You get a squat or something. And then like he's like, I don't fuck with that, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a fancy ass nigga, you know what I'm saying? Elijah's telling Elijah's telling about some other shit, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We need to go to U bar. There's a there's a horse. Nasty hoes be riding the horse. And the funny shit the same week Courtney told me about that shit too. Y'all think Courtney's this nice Kundalini lady. Her friend was like, let's go to the U-Bar. Courtney, like, I can't fuck with that. It's too ghetto. And then Eli go, we need to go to the U-Bar. <laughs> this nigga is the greatest. <laughs> Everything people are warning me not to do, he's like, let's, let's go every Tuesday, nigga. Let's go after the fucking show. We go right now. Hey, 25-cent wings. Yeah, 25-cent wings. You nigga know the economy of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Stop bringing up to my son. What about the U-Bar? He's like, oh, panic, you would not like that. That is too ghetto. I'm like, you the fanciest, brokest nigga I have ever come to meet, nigga. 
You ain't got nothing. This nigga came over here and ate all the chicken up tonight and brought a friend to eat it. You know what I'm saying? But he all of a sudden, you bought too ghetto for him. I mean, come on now. You got you got to look at how y'all raising these niggas, man. <laughs> you living out here in the lap of luxury and shit. I mean, you can't expect to be like, yeah, I'm going to some hood spots. It don't even make sense. Let me tell you this, though. We got money. <laughs> he ain't got shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he talking about. And they think they rich, too. They think they got money. I know something I can't even argue with you because we trying to figure that shit out now. Like, um, how the fuck, where did we fuck up? Where did we fuck up? This motherfucker here, I had to tell this nigga today, if I don't never hear these fucking words from you ever again, I'll be good. Three words. My bad, Panic. This nigga just got a job. We spend more money getting this nigga to work than we did when he didn't have a job. Damn. I'm on my luxury today, working out. This nigga called me. Oh, Patty, did you have $10 so I could go to work? What the fuck? <laughs> you went to Denver and won $75. What you do with that? Bought weed cookies. I'm like, no, that's your nigga. That ain't us. Your nigga's priorities are out of order. Out of order. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to take a little time, you know what I'm saying, for them to... In fact, in 10 years, you might ask him, you know, what, what club you hitting? And then he might be talking about, yeah, I'm going to pin up. You know what I'm saying? He's got to give a little time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he needs to. He needs to go now while he ain't got so much. In 10 years, I hope he has enough money to go to Magic City. I hear that. I hear and that. Now, right now, he needs to go to pinups and just, you know, live within his means. You know, $5 dances. I still like a five dollar dance. Yeah, you gotta budget your whole money. <laughs> <laughs> whole money is extra flow. It ain't it ain't it ain't splurge flow. It's it's what you know what I'm saying, the the bare minimum to get by. That's it. No doubt. If you can get somebody to send you some naked pictures on Facebook, you even better for free. Yep. Exactly. I can't do none of it no more. I'm a mad man. Happily, happily married. Sorry. Yes, sir. I'm the nerd in the club, player. Hey, well, at least you got your uh, your experience. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, the only other day you took me to a strip club before, that was worse because we was downtown in Manhattan. It was just white. Turk girls in there shaking their ass all off rhythm. I was gonna say it ain't even no shaking motion. It's just like this. No, it's weird just like they're, they're just thing. yeah. They 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 just going through the the. It's a sway like back the, and forth. It, it's the logical way to shake your ass. I, I don't even know what it is. It doesn't. It they doesn't count work. one, two, three, four, one, two, right. three, four. <laughs> so Dame was like, ah, right, let's just go. <laughs> he 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 stopped the torture. Exactly. I, I remember I went to another strip club for a minute. I don't remember who. I think it was probably with my man Prince. That was it, kid. That was never my thing. Yeah, it's what you told me, you know what I'm saying? So I knew that going into it. Yeah, I mean, I it didn't disturb me, you know what I'm saying? It didn't put me, you know, I wasn't uncomfortable. I I, I just, you know, because you, you got to, 
tell them you want them to dance on you. I was my thing was I hope none of them come up to me and I have to embarrass them like no no thank you. That one chick came up to me and was like y'all want to dance. I was like now she looked really like hurt like I was like no nah, I'm good. She looked like damn nigga why you you know what I'm saying like don't do that. Her self esteem is in this. Well yeah I mean it's all part of the game. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably a fake ass face to make you go. Well, here's five dollars. Right. Yep. Exactly. Because then there was that one chick standing next to me, looking at me like, "Oh yeah, this nigga got on some expensive shoes. Let me just see see if he fought. Looks like he's in here looking for love." <laughs> I'm like, "No, I'm here looking to be left alone, bitch. Not looking for love. Like he's waiting for the perfect stripper that comes with that story." I'm just struggling, just me and my kid, <laughs> me and my kids. We just want to, oh, wow. you know, we need to help. <laughs> wow. These singles ain't getting it, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know they pay their rent in like 400 singles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they take that to, you know, uh, to to the place to give, grab a money order. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> grab a, they, they pay. They, they grab a big stack of ones. And this is just like I get a thousand dollars of money. Order. Right. Let me, get, let me get a money order. You get hand a whole pile of stink ass ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like these one. These ones fucking funny. Right. Smell like sweat, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching Judge Mathis. That's the greatest show on TV. The lady said, you need to clean your house. Your house has a stench and just walked off. <laughs> this bitch said, this bitch house has a stench. Mm. <laughs> I guess she had to be there. But this shit was funny. You got to watch Judge Mathis. He's a fool. Yeah, he is. That's my favorite judge. Yeah, him. I ain't going to lie. I fucks with Judge Judy, too. I thought yeah, she I heard was you racist. say that, man. She yeah, ain't I never she really was, felt I never You got to fuck with it. I thought she was a racist, white, old bitch. But that bitch be systematically clowning everybody. She clown white women worse than anybody. Because them bitches really come in there, they don't prove nothing with their case. They just come in with, it's not fair. They just, them bitches think they just win. Mm. It's ridiculous. They just think they just got it. No, she be putting it on there. She ain't got no proof, bitch. What the fuck are you, stupid? I'd be like, damn, this is a cold judge. You know, back in the day, she had so many niggas locked up. Four to 12, nigga. Hmm. But it is what it is. Yep. Yep. It is what it is. I stick with Judge Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. I <laughs> stick with Judge Mathis. I'm going to say, I'm, thanks, I'm, y'all. I'm good on Judge Judy. Yeah, Judge Judy is crazy. Wow, some one of Khadijah's cousins sent a picture of them all three of them when they was little. Wow, that whole, that whole, they look so cute. I'm looking at this picture. Khadijah's hair, boy, she always wore it big, boy. I'm going to show you this shit right now. We're going to say goodbye, nigga. We done talked out for the night. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Uh, little sister Howman looks so damn adorable. 
They all look cute. All right, y'all. Peace. Beloved. See y'all next week. Same time, Tuesday, 724-444-7444. Enter the caller ID, 140203-POUND, and enter your PIN. If you don't have a PIN, you enter one in pound. Every Tuesday, 9 o'clock, be there or be square. See it in your ass, nigga. Next week, remember, reach out to my website for all my products, for my classes, uh, www.occultlectures, occultlectures.com, player, occultlectures.com. That's where you can get all my products. Liar, where can they get your book? Uh, you can get the book at eliawells.com. That's E L I A H W E L L S.com. Shout out to Tommy from Martin. Uh, that nigga yeah, that never had, had no job, job you know what I'm saying? And uh, that that moved that transition to the next next level. So uh, appreciate you bringing that up. You know what I'm saying? That was a nice little little uh, call out on Tommy moving on when the book came out. So that's. That's what's up. So, yeah, if you want to got the book, definitely go get it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I got the free videos up. Anybody that hasn't got their free videos, I will be sending out emails to everybody that's picked up a book so that you got the link, and I'll be doing that tomorrow. Sounds good. Let God out. Liawells.com, niggas. Go and get it. want to thank uh, first uh, Bradford42. Bradford underscore 42 for putting up all the links tonight. I do appreciate that. You made things easy in the chat room. Thanks to my brother, Dane, Occult Terek Tees, O-C-C-U-L-T-E-R-I-C-T-E-E-S.com. Go and get them shirts. He got the new Bobby shirt. Thanks to Visa and uh, thanks to uh, for the lectures she's going to start putting together, starting with the one in Florida, November 12th. Um, give you that information one more time. Masonic Lodge, 320 South Florida Avenue, Bartow, Florida, 33830, November 12th, 7 p.m. until. Contact 863-354-1165 or email visewesi at gmail.com for a culturally speaking, presenting me, Brother Panic, lecturing um, on this date, for the webinar info, there will be a webinar. You do the same. You contact Visa for links and info. We're talking about the power of the myth, power of myth, November 12th. Get your asses there. And if you can't get your asses there, get your asses on that webinar. So peace, beloved. I want to thank Courtney for coming through today and teaching on Kundalini Yoga. It was a blessing. It was science, it was warm, and it was fly ankles. So y'all need to hit her up for her products, her e-book. Go to her website, uh, uh, hit her up with questions about your chakras, how to do some things, so on and so forth. Pour libations to uh, Tommy, you know what I'm saying? I don't remember his real name. Ford. Well, his name was Tommy Ford on the show, right? But easy to find out. Yeah, Tommy Ford. All right, poor, poor libations to that brother. 
especially for your businesses. He was the flyest thing without a job. We have a manual for that. In Time, Let God Out by Elijah Wells. Go and get it by him. Thomas Mikhail Ford, correct. So go ahead and um, get with that nigga. He ain't no job, man. You know what I'm saying? We need to raise that little nigga up. He was always a happy-ass nigga. What was wow? one day I was watching a PBS show. It was just some of the random shit that was on there. And that nigga was on it when he was little, before he was famous, with a big-ass jerry curl. And he was in some camp. I don't know why I remember this. And he was talking about, I don't know where I fit in, man. I'm too tall. I'm dark-skinned. I don't know. Like all this little boy unconfident about himself. I just always remember that shit. And then later he grew up to be Tommy, you know, or Martin. I said, that's the dude that was on that motherfucking show. Looking like a, you know, with a jury curl. This weird shit. Either way, made the transition and he ain't had no job, man. So we know what it is. So peace. Thanks, everybody. See y'all guys next week. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.